Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ben Moore. Bang, bang. And Brandis Jones. Pew, pew, pew. Is bang, bang a new catchphrase? Uh, I just, Sophie's right here. I'm yes. really hype, ha- happy, and I, I wanted to say something that conveyed that. For listeners, <laughs> Sophie the dog is on the couch with us. Yes. Jones, do you know Sophie's Twitter handle? It's Sophie Easy A Pup. Sophie Easy A Pup. If you want to know what Sophie looks like, you hear about Sophie all the time, surely. Maybe it's time to see what Sophie looks like. Follow at Am- Amanda has this pup. great, like, love and hate relationship with her Twitter account, because Amanda helped Sophie manage her Set account. Set it up, yeah. Right. Uh, and... She obviously, you know, Amanda wants Sophie to succeed. I want Sophie to succeed. We all want Sophie to succeed. Mm-hmm. But when Sophie surpasses Amanda in Twitter followers, <laughs> we, might, we might have some issues How close <laughs> within Sophie? the family. How close is that to happening? Uh, Amanda just beat 2K, like finally, like, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And Sophie's like 1300, I think. Just, oh, that trajectory. Just, yeah. But oh, look boy. at this cool confidence from that Sophie. That verticality right from Sophie. <laughs> uh, Blood, I'm going to ask you to roll that die. All right. Quick. And the number is three, three, which is yourself, Daniel Bloodworth. You have won the level one prove it ticket. Nice. Which can only be used for prove it, of course. Prove it. Let's start corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Uh, After I doubted whether the Phantom Dust remaster was actually coming or not, I think it was the day after, Microsoft doubled down, double confirmed. It is absolutely happening. Wow, okay. That Phantom Dust remaster is is still in the works. Because everyone probably pestered them when they didn't bring it up on that tiny press release. Yeah, and and obviously (laughs) because of Scalebound. Hideki Kamiya refutes that he took a week off, or a month off, I mean. Mm. He said it didn't happen. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, Captain David Anderson is the character we couldn't think of from Mass Effect. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. Nice. Uh, lastly, I just want to say this. Anderson. Some people thought it was a dirty move that I would use the final word against the prove-it ticket. Here's the thing, everybody. The prove-it ticket happens to you. Blood rolls the die. It just happened upon him. You get the final word because you got the right bet. Right. An action of your own accord. You earned it. Yeah. Don't tell me one is better than the other. Obviously, final word overrides anything that happens with any level of prove-it ticket. Obviously. End corrections music, please. Wow. Um, wow. I did Personal do, correction. I wanted to do one cool Aggressive. follow-up. Uh, a comment I liked. Okay. Because um, last week we talked about adding DLC to old games. Uh, best example I saw, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. How cool would that be? A new stage of Tony oh. Hawk's Pro Skater 2. So thank you for that Yeah, new comment. maps and stuff. What? Pokemon Snap! New oh, courses! Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. New areas. Oh. A new, just one. Just this one new is, area. I'd pay 20 bucks for it. I'd pay $20 for that thing. Okay, so let us talk about news. Because over the last seven days, something pretty interesting happened. Do you all know my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcement. Game announcements. And what better time than now to play everyone's favorite game? Rank the significance. So I have a whole list of announced games. Sure. We're going to have to rank the significance of these games. Right. So people know which is the most important, obviously, and obviously. which is the least important. Yeah. So uh, I have them right now in alphabetical order, but then, of course, we'll have to rank them by significance. Uh, a game called 1-2-Switch mm. was announced for the Nintendo Switch. And we'll get all, go into all the details later on in the podcast, but of course I like to talk about game announcements first. What is 1-2-Switch? Uh, it is a tech demo for the controller. It's a tech demo. That's a game. I mean, how much does a tech demo? It cost? is a game, but it's yeah, it's it's fifty dollars for something that should be in the pack. Yep. 
Ooh. Okay. As so, someone who's played it. Sure. I mean, I'm, I, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more than Losing what I significance by the second. Yeah. yeah. I played, you know, four out of what are probably 50 minigames, but still. Uh, so nothing is packed in. There's no game right. packed in. There's you buy a Switch, pack- you're playing nothing. Right? Yeah, correct. And this is a demo to show off everything that controllers wow. can do <laughs> that you have to pay $50 to find out what the controllers can do. Yeah. That could very well be sold out. Like, you can maybe find a console, but I don't know when I have the game. I'm, oh, no, everyone will have the game. If it didn't leak on 4chan ahead of time, I think I would have been shocked by the appearance of this game. Hmm. Because everything that was shown in the initial presentation was so simple. Everything was portable. Just go, go, go. Games work on your screen. They work on your TV. They work on your handheld. Well, no, that's the weird thing about this game is that it doesn't, for the most part, what I've seen, doesn't even use the screen. Like, you're supposed to look at the other person while you're doing this stuff. It's the, all the audio necessary. and rumble. Yeah. Well, it's, it's necessary to see who won. Right. But, and, yeah. And part of the presentation of the Switch was announcing, hey, there's motion controls all over this thing, baby. We got IR sensors in this mm-hmm. thing. We got HD Ice rumble. cubes up in here. And we'll talk about all that later. But, I mean, this is the game just to demonstrate those facts, basically. Right. A game you couldn't see predict you could not have predicted this game until you learned of all the extra features the sure. Switch has, and that's basically what it is. Uh, we should talk. We should just. Can I give everybody my impression of this game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is my impression of One Two Switch. What? You're naughty. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> Why would you think of that? You're dirty. That is what this game is. Uh, <laughs> this is a game that are many games called Milk, where you have to utter cow and just ha- make milk happen. Yeah, you have to just like bite a digital sandwich. It's like this stupid thing where it's is that like, what that is? Where everyone's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They're biting a sandwich, and so like, no, it doesn't make sense to make a game where you're milking something right now. But I think it's Nintendo's little like, you're naughty. It's like their little way of like. Off hands, you know, their hands aren't dirty. They're just saying, like, go have a little dirty party They got game. milk all over those hands. Yeah, <laughs> but we're not going to make it dirty. That's what this game is to me. Do you have to wear overalls to play it? That's my first question. <laughs> no, you don't have to, Jones, but it's just like, look how goofy we are. Like, look, you're going to have a dirty little party with this game. Oh, my God. It's a party game. It's a party yeah. game. No, it's absolutely a party It's only game. one-on-one. It's only ever one-on-one. One person holding one Joy-Con, the other person holding one Joy-Con. But even if it's... But that's the thing, though. Like... It's probably not that fun just to do one-on-one. Like, it's, as we talked about before, it's like, yeah. you want to have 10 people in the room, and then, you yeah. know, everyone laughing at the one-on-one. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god, do you know what this looks like? What does it look like? Like, that is the point of that game. We will get exactly one stream out of 1-2-Switch, and mm-hmm. then we can never do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, count the balls? They're like, they want everybody to make that joke. They're like, what? why would you think that? It's just called count it, the balls. No, actually, <laughs> it's, it's called count balls. Count balls, exactly. <laughs> they took the like, out of it to we, make it more awkward. You have a dirty mind. My guys, so I'm count the so balls. What, yeah, so what you're yeah. telling me is it's, it's a cartridge of bad jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, it's not meant to, like, they're not making the bad jokes. We are, you know? That's, that's how I feel about it. They're a family company. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I've, I've, I've said it already, but it's... It's a game that I feel like is something everybody should try out. Yeah. So they get all these features, mm. but nobody should buy. Yeah. That's the problem. It's it, going to be hard to rank that significance. The thing is, that I, I don't even think people would have the same problem if it was $20. But $50 for right. a game where you don't really need the screen? Yeah. And is these these individual games are fun maybe once? That's That's really tough to swallow. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I think they're over 20. I think they've said we have over 20 of these I, little weird mini games. Do, do you thought I heard yeah. 40? Wow. Okay. 
but I could be wrong on that. Let's just safely say over 20. Okay. There's a lot of them. Okay. Do you think there was a time where this wasn't $50, where this was actually going to be packed in, and then they looked like, ooh, that launch is looking pretty light. We got to get this out. We got to make money on this. No. We, we can't I, put it honestly, in. Honestly, Jones, I don't think it ever occurred to them to make it a pack-in game. It's, I mean, it's they've always had a packing game, you know, like they every haven't Nintendo always had a packing game, but right, they, right. They, every they, Nintendo for, console I've ever purchased came with a game every time. I can't think of a Nintendo console. Game N64? GameCube and N64 did not have packing games. Yep. The Super Nintendo did not always have a packing game. There huh. were, it, it come with Super Mario World and a lot of bundles, but yep. no, wow, not every okay. year. Yeah. So then just to finish the story, we came with uh, Wii Sports, Wii Sports. Right. and Wii U came with Nintendo Land. Yeah. And then eventually, later on, like there Mario Kart Eight, yeah, yeah, some 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 Wii U's I think were sold without Nintendo Land eventually. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, and some I Wii's were actually sold without Wii Sports. There were some Wii U's that were not. Oh right, there was the deluxe and there was the standard, yeah, right? The, the standard, standard, yeah. the didn't standard have, white did not okay. come with Nintendo yeah. Land, I think. So we just got the standard edition, Jones. <laughs> we got the standard edition of the Switch coming up. Uh, another game that was announced is called Arms. Hmm. Oh, I'm seeing nice head shakes over here. Positive head shakes. What's Arms? I feel like it's the response I want to have to one two switch. Okay. The response I want to have to one two switch is this seems interesting. I can't wait to try it for myself. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about arms. Yeah. Where I know what my response to one two switch is going to be. And it's going to be this. This is not funny. Yeah. I'm already over this. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've heard from a lot of people that have actually played arms is there's a little bit more here than you think, and that's always a good thing to say after you come out of a preview. Um, and I'm excited to get my, my hands on it. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a mind game. What is it? it? What is ARMS? Uh, so ARM, it's basically a, a, a boxing game slash fighting game. Cool. Uh, only like your arms are super long and, and interchangeable. Like your characters have different weapons essentially that they can equip on their, their, their fists. Um, and so that introduces a lot of different dynamics. So that there are strong, you know, heavies versus lights and... You know, some characters have abilities that others don't. One can heal itself. One can double jump, uh, and so uh, and uh, and you can actually like damage an arm. You can target an arm and damage an arm. So like all of these different things play into it. And and just kind of like a, a a normal fighting game, you know, like you can block, but then if you're blocking, then somebody can grab you. You know, you can't block a grab, so you have to dodge a grab. And so there's you know, there, there's a back and forth to mechanics yeah. and, uh, you know, and a little bit of depth there. It's a little interesting. I mean, it's all mostly the way they demonstrate it is motion controls, holding them like two joysticks. you don't have to play motion controls. Absolutely, because this is a console that can go on the go. If I can't play this on the bus or in the train, like, fix it. Make it you make it right. so you can. <laughs> yeah. True. And so uh, I think that's happening. Uh, Although, I mean, it is primarily a multiplayer. I mean, it has single player, but... Yeah. See, seemed, I mean, I wouldn't call it a shooter, but, like, it seemed to have a lot of shooter qualities explain that jones yeah uh, well your arms aren't in your arms aren't long they're coiled so you can throw your like you basically throw your fist and it's connected to your shoulder sure mm-hmm. and so when you like go to punch it's less of like punch it's like an action like takes a while sounds like you're shooting like a rocket launcher cool and so mm-hmm. like if, if you if you aim at somebody you're not going to hit him you got to lead and try to figure out where they're going and just throw enough punches and in, enough do, in the like, right direction. And you can do like a thing, so you can yeah. you can throw one way and then curve it in. So. That's an interesting perspective, Jess. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, just the leading of it. Um, one one thing that n- doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the game, but I really appreciate it from the presentation, is that there was a specific gesture every time they talked arms. You know, like and now Uh-oh. coming up, this person's going to talk about arms, and then sure. they like he comes back on the direct feed video and he was like, "I hope you enjoyed our presentation of arms." Now let me switch. Yeah. So to I this. I yeah, really absolutely. want like Sony and Microsoft to, like to have like and now. 
Gears, <laughs> Halo, you know, like I love that. <laughs> they're just gestures, and it was all uniform across like because the, the dumb thing is it works. We're all preschool children yeah. in the backs of our minds. Absolutely, that stuff works. Did you look up? Is, is it verified that this is the Mario Kart team? It is the Mario Kart team, Mario Kart Eight team. So working on this, something that is going to raise or lower my interest in Arms. Okay, uh, we, we, and we were talking about this with Dive Kick not that long ago. Is they have that mummy character when he he's very slow, but when he's blocking, he can restore health. Yeah, I want to see what other unique attributes there are for the other characters in the game. Yeah, and how in depth they go because Dive Kick is is a cool game where you can kind of get the fundamentals of fighting games. Um, without having to do all of the the insane like button combinations, and it's cool. But we were talking about how some of the characters kind of ruined that, or maybe yeah. some of the characters they're were just a teleporting bit, all over. Right, they were yeah. teleporting all over, and maybe some of these characters are kind of ruining like the simplicity of Dive Kick. And yeah. I want to see if that happens with Arms or not. Yeah, I hear you there, Ben. Uh, we've seen five characters, and obviously there will be more. Interesting to see Nintendo publish a fighting game. Obviously, we have Smash Bros, but this is something kind of more fighting-focused. Fighting Smash Bros is very... I'm sorry for saying Smash Bros is fighting-focused. Just a different kind of fighting game. I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Fast RMX. Yes. What is this game, blood? Uh, so, Fast RMX, it's... RMX basically means remix. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's essentially a remaster of uh, Fast Racing Neo. What is that? Uh, so, that came out on the Wii U. And uh, so the original game after the DLC had 24 tracks, and now they're adding six more tracks. So there's 30 tracks all together in this one. And this is the game that's like F-Zero. Yeah, so it's a racing game. Yep. It's essentially like taking the best of both worlds from F-Zero and Wipeout. You can see elements of both in there. Uh, and then it also has kind of this uh, Ikaruga-style switching polarity thing. I totally forgot about that part of it. Yeah, so... There are like jumps and boosts on the track that are either blue or orange, and mm-hmm. so your your ship is also set to blue or orange, and so like to like get the ideal like snake through boosts, like you got to go blue orange blue orange blue orange kind of thing. Yeah, and and it is very fast, and uh, you know it is, uh, it does kind of like it's one of the things where it was the most clear to me uh, the the boost in hardware. At, at the event sure because um you know they are now running it at like a full 1080 60 yeah whereas before it was like you know kind of variable between 480 and 720 per track right and i think that's kind of a cool it's a cool showpiece yeah nintendo doesn't need to make f-zero because this company who's do you know the studio uh it's Shinen. okay yeah the studio is making a game for them it's like don't worry about it this is your 1080p 60 showpiece racing game why not show the game then like we did not hear about this game, or they did not show this game. No, it was in some of the montages. It was shows, in the montage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. They didn't name it by name. Um, outside of the performance and visual boost, are there other additions in this remix? Those uh, tracks. These new tracks. Okay. Yeah. Other that than I that, I'm not. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not sure. Got to have new cars. But uh, yeah, possibly. Sure. I- I feel like my oh, res- it has the it has eight player online, and it has oh. the eight player. It supports the eight player local play. Okay. So. You can, you know, land up essentially eight switches. This is a game that I missed out on Wii U that I'm very excited to check out on the Switch. Yeah, that's a good way to state it, yeah. And I feel like this is a game that I would want to play on the go. Like, Mm. you know, just, all right, I'm I'm waiting in line for something or I'm on the bus or whatever. I'm just going to do one track in this this cool racing game. And I I really like that a lot. Ben, that statement just made me so excited to 
that we start the podcast like this. Just like these are new games. Let's talk about each of these new games because these games will be happening. Each of them will come and, and yeah. everybody's aware of them at that point. And the the release date's not confirmed, but you know, if it can be there on March third, they're gonna get it there on March third. If not, it'll be sometime in March. I really think that's what's happening with the launch titles right now. I do believe it'll be more than five, but I think mm. people aren't done yet. Uh we'll get to that later. Fire Emblem Warriors. This is a game that was kind of announced. You know, it was I mean, teased, announced, basically. But yeah. yeah, that's about all they did. Uh, so I think we can assume it'll be much like Hyrule Warriors, but mm. with Fire Emblem characters, which I think is pretty yeah, good Hyrule fit. Warriors went all out crazy town. Yeah. It's like all kinds, like not only like characters that you would never expect to be in that situation mm-hmm. as a playable Like character. Agatha was a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, on top of that, like they even like created new characters. So, yeah. Um, I expect that to be pretty cool. There's such a large roster of Fire Emblem characters. It'll be really interesting to see which ones they pull out of there. Can I guarantee Tharja right now? <laughs> Guaranteed. I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I, I hope it's more along the lines of, of a Dragon Quest Heroes, where there's there's a lot of the RPG game in there. Mm. That'd um, be cool. Like th- This probably is not going to happen, but what if there was the permadeath? Right. In a Muso game, you know. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah. Because it's pretty hard to die anyway. It is. But if you do... Right. Can you have kids, too? Yeah, you could have kids. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> Breed in a Muso game. Yeah. <laughs> Muso babies. Because, yeah. like, most of the stress of a Muso game isn't really, like, if you win or... If you die or live, it is, hey, this area of the map right. needs Getting your help to right now. right yeah. place at the right time. So maybe, yeah. like, your baby's in that part of the town. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go f- save your baby and then come back and... Then your baby can grow up. I don't know, Jones. I, I'm assuming they're going to heavily lean on the the rock paper scissors. Oh combat. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if you've never played Fire Emblem, that's where uh, axes beat spears, spears beat swords, yep. swords beat axes. Yep. basically, yep. and that's like the core of it. And it works for some reason. It's very fun. It uh, is very fun. Yeah, maybe you you got to have like different classes, so maybe you can like switch to someone who has an axe, and then you run him up or mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, promising, but who knows? Uh, should state that we might see it. Yeah, before this, right? Uh, I you know I never like to make guesses about things before they happen, but there's a Fire Emblem Nintendo Direct the day this goes live. Uh, but I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say we don't see much of Fire Emblem Warriors at that thing. Possible. Yeah. What else would we see? So uh, the Fire Emblem mobile game. There's yeah. a Fire Emblem mobile game and an Animal Crossing mobile game to come out soon. They were supposed to come out at the end That's of last year, right. but uh, Mario kicked them out. Still waiting on that, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I say Omega Force is just, like, prolific. Like, yeah. holy oh, cow. Yeah, yeah. Seems like they, a good place to get a job, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> they just announced uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 mm-hmm. as well, which is their flagship, and they've got Fire Emblem Warriors, and the Berserk Muso was relatively recent. Isn't Dynasty and Warriors and 9 rumored to be open world, Ben? What's that? Isn't Dynasty Warriors 9 rumored to be open yes. world? Yes, it is. Whoa, mm. Jones on top of your rumors. Look What's this, this about? He's staying up. I can, I can, I can well, sniff Japanese out those streams? open world games, yeah. <laughs> cool, Jones. I don't know what that means for Dynasty Warriors. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know either. Maybe you just <laughs> pick which battlefield to go to. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I didn't. I almost didn't like put it on here because it, to me it's a remaster, it's a remake. Sure. Uh but I mean, it was announced. So, right. ugh. Uh, it's it's adding more. It is just not a, the kind of additions I would have liked. Uh, basically, what is added is the battle mode, mm-hmm. which was in the original game, but you had to battle mode on a track. 
Yeah, it so they actually sucked. have arenas. It was almost mode, worthless. Yeah. yeah, now we have arenas for battle mode. What's up, Ben? Yeah, I, I think if they were to remaster one thing, I think in a way Mario Kart makes the most sense. And they, they are adding new characters and stages mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, Dry bones. And battle, like, I know you're just saying just battle mode, but to, to me that's really exciting. Yeah. Like, that's going to give that game life for me personally uh, in a way that it didn't have before. Does it belong in this list, though, of game announcements? Hmm... It's definitely a different. Piece. They showed it before, so I don't really think so. I mean, we knew Mario Kart Eight was coming in some form. Okay, I'm not even going to rank it. It's yeah. off the list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fast RMX kind of counts, though. I guess I don't know. Uh, we're blurring the lines. Snipper clips. But Fast RMX, they didn't show in any form before. Like okay. we yeah. didn't know that it was coming. It, sure. It is just a remaster in a way, but yeah. Uh, snipper clips. Oh yeah. Snipper clips is super frustrating. What is it, Ben? Because because because. Everybody coming out of the Switch event is like, Snipper Eclipse is one of the best games that we played at this event, mm-hmm. and we didn't see anything Nothing. of it. I mean, like, montages. In the presentation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that would have been a really cool, unique game that they could have shown off and said, here's what this is. I think they didn't even know. Cool. They didn't even know. Uh, I mean, they've shown it, but not in the main presentation. So, yeah. Jones, what's Snipper Eclipse? What is it? Snipper Eclipse looks like a puzzle game, correct me if I'm wrong, where, can you play with one player, or is it, is Two it players. only multiplayer? It's, I, I don't know. I don't know how you, you can, would play you it You can with one play player. it one player. Oh, okay. They've come out and they said you can oh, play okay. one player. The yeah. only way it's been demonstrated, though, yeah. is two players, which I think we, is core you, to you're a You're yeah. a geometric shape, yep. and uh, you have to deform yourself. Uh, the, uh, the two-player gameplay that I have seen, you can mm-hmm. actually physically do that with two players. So if one player crosses over the other, they can cut out a piece of... You know, if player two is over player one, it can cut out a piece of player one based on the part of it that is overlapping player one and then player one can then the two players together can then form something so it's like make a cross shape so you have to like cut yourself up to make a cross shape and then to find a creative solution another puzzle yeah. yeah it's cool i saw one where you had to cut a hook shape out of this person to pull a balloon down and then make the other one into a pin to pop the balloons Something like that is that's very cool to me that and you then, have to construct each other that way. And the actual animation of the 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 characters like they don't like it when they get clipped, you know, like they're yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they'll the look strained when it happens. Well, and when they're like you, pushing something, yeah, the yeah, anime, the, just their feet while you, walking you around. The animation really that, like that snip in the rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, nice, like, ah, kind of thing. Yeah, and that is a game that I could see myself just saying to to a friend if if I had my switch on me, like, hey. Like, let's bust out these Joy-Cons, let's solve a couple puzzles. Yeah. It, it just makes so much sense for that console. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing about Snipper Clips uh, that was revealed a couple of days afterward, because people had seen it before. Yeah. Uh, it was an indie game at a... Uh, it was called EGX, this conference, or whatever it was. Really? Yeah. Uh, there was a small team called SFB Games who made this game that was called Friend Shapes. Almost identical. as a Didn't have the same faces, but still had, like, the cool blue checkerboard in the background uh-huh. and things like that. Uh... Nintendo said, hey, let's work on a game together. So SFB Games is still working on developing this game, but it'll be published by Nintendo. That's cool. It's like a Valve move. It's, it's extremely also rare. pretty cheap, right? It's like either 20 or 30? Uh, it's at least not 50. Yeah. I think it might be 20. And yeah, So it's like a cool, cheap game for the Switch. Nobody's <laughs> mad about it. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's actually very encouraging to see Nintendo engage in that kind of relationship with a developer, to me. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Positive, yes. Significant, we'll see. Okay, all right, we'll see, Jones. I'm just making a case. Splatoon 2 <laughs> was announced. Yeah. And Splatoon 2 is not a remake or a remaster. It's a whole new game, a whole new sequel. 
Nintendo's planning these really big tournaments. They're going to be really exciting. They're going to Are bring, you being facetious they're gonna bring, right now? They're going to bring gaming groups from opposite sides of the world <laughs> to gather together to compete in gigantic stadiums. Sean's don't joke. That'll the players happen, are going to come lining in with the Switches in their hand, and then when they get to the actual gaming station, they're going to all in a, in a row put the Switches in. Jones, I don't want the sarcasm right now. Splatoon's oh, a big deal. Oh, is that false advertising? Am I looking too much into Splatoon's that? Splatoon's a big deal, Jones. I'm not saying it's not a big deal. It's I'm saying I want that. All right. I, I'm saying what they showed in that original Switch presentation yeah. is as much of a trailer as anything they show in gameplay. That if I don't get a tournament of that caliber, uh-huh. I will feel cheated. Uh-oh. Wow. And I'm and Splatoon's not really on my radar. Like I don't I don't really you know that is not an important franchise to me. Nintendo, you better not cheat. But the Jones. more I go back and watch that video, and I've gone back and watched it several times uh-huh. because of community comments or whatever. Somebody mentions the Switch, it's like that was it. That was like the only clip we had for a long time. Yeah. And every time that would roll up, I'd be like, "This is happening, right? Like this is the finale of their opening video." It'd just be weird later if they're like, "Oh yeah, we had a thing in some hotel somewhere. It was a big deal." It's gonna like, happen, Jones. Like, well, so. that'd, be great. that'd be really exciting. Are you convinced? You sound like you're not convinced that Splatoon 2 can hit that. I'm convinced that Splatoon and Splatoon 2 are games worthy enough of that kind of attention. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if Nintendo's going to do it. You know, I don't know if, if that was them being like, oh, this is an esports worthy game. I mean, we're not going to oh. like ourselves fund something of this size, but somebody could. It's like, no, you need to because you just showed me you're going to do it, I guess. Like, I don't know. When I think about what Splatoon multiplayer did well, I think that initial announcement is a little misleading because Splatoon actually did a great job of fostering the online community because it had weird, quirky events like which team are you on, pizza or hamburger? Yeah. And stuff like that where, uh, you know, it wasn't like this super intense sponsored by Monster Energy Drink tournament. Right. It, it, it fit the, the style and tone of Splatoon. And so I would actually want to see more of that than... Some yeah, big... it's, it's not a game that's about like the best players in the world and focusing on that. It's it's a game that's a it's about anybody can come in and have fun and it's and not get chewed out about it. You know? Yeah, I honestly I think the nose voice chat was good for Splatoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and honestly I think Meverse was good. for It Splatoon. was so good. Yeah. I loved when they were having those events, yeah. going into that plaza and seeing what people had drawn because a lot because, of it's funny. Yeah, a lot of it was funny and they put so much effort into it. Like yeah. it, it was it had a different vibe mm-hmm. because of that, and I want to see that going forward. For uh, sure. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, in the hub world of Splatoon, which is a cool city, uh, on the billboards, and even just all over, even within multiplayer maps, which is really cool, uh, there'd be art posted by people just drawing on their Wii U gamepads. Just really cool. Unique. No other game had done All it. All black and white, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, cool if they did color with the kind of Switch. They uh, changed that up. No, it's all gone, man. No Miiverse yeah, for the Switch. Well, well. Miiverse is such a successful thing about the Wii U. They say it's done. That I think that it's done in name. Okay. That'd be nice. I think that they're I think that they're gonna do something similar, but it's just gonna have a whole new name to it. Like they're gonna have all of those a lot of that stuff that people love about Miiverse. It's just not gonna be Miiverse. It's not gonna be connected to the current Miiverse. Uh before we move on talking about Splatoon 2, what is new about Splatoon 2, which we haven't really talked about? What what is makes it a sequel? Um, it's, it's two years later in the story. Dodge uh, rolls. Love dodge that. rolls. That's that's dodge the big rolls. thing for me. Well, dodge yeah. rolls you can only it's, do if you got dualies. Yeah, that's a yeah. specific yeah. weapon. Shuffleboard pucks. Oh, yeah. the Roombas. Yeah, yeah. I so, said Roombas yeah. and got corrected. Oh, who corrected you? Why? Somebody was like, those aren't Roombas. That's their shuffleboard. No, call them like, puck. Come on. They, they, they more or less called them Roombas, yeah. Yeah, it's a Roomba. Oh, they call them Roombas there? Okay. Internally? Well, it just makes sense. There's yeah. also like brushes and stuff in the game, so it makes sense. So, like, yeah. shuffleboard, that's what you have. You have like a little broom. 
I mean, you know, let us have this one. They, they, they really. I, I, they're, they're still holding. I think the biggest cards close to their chest mm-hmm. with Splatoon Two. What they've shown was, yeah, just that. Like, here's a couple of new weapons and loadouts and specials, and Single we're gonna put player. you back into Turf War. Um, but as we saw with how much they expanded the first game after launch, like, they could have a ton of extra ideas. Yeah, ton more maps, a ton more ways to play. Uh, a much bigger single-player mode. Uh, th- you know, th- there could be a lot more to it, but we're we're not seeing that yet because I think they're they're going to focus on launch first um, and and move towards why you should be excited for Splatoon two after launch. When I played through the single-player mode of Splatoon one, the secret chapters you find, the pages, the mm-hmm. lore runs deep in Splatoon. It does they do have ideas? There's some mm-hmm. really interesting stuff happening, and I, I really I, like it. I love that. You don't just go into a menu to get your new gear. Mm-hmm. If you want to go get a new gun, yeah. you go to the guy that's selling you guns, and he has his own personality and yep. his own story. And the music's more. good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just going to, is a very cool video. And going in that back alley. Oh, man, there's some yeah. really cool stuff and there's, there. There's that like weird guy back there. With the urchin go, head, yeah. yeah. The urchin, man, yep. really, really cool stuff. All right, Super Bomberman R. Mm. Did you ever think we'd talk, be talking about Bomberman the week after the Switch announcements? <laughs> It makes sense, though, because 8-player is a thing that Bomberman did way before a lot of other games. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't looked into, like, all of the different, like, the, what the whole package has. I mean, here's what doesn't make sense, is Konami's making a game. A video game. A video yeah. game. <laughs> this is a game that's super exciting until you see the price tag. Which is what? It's fifty nine ninety nine. Wait, didn't they say that's not, that's not the actual price, that's just what stores put up? They said today that they haven't figured out the retail price So they yet. said today? Yeah. Okay. okay. Because I, I was confused by the retailer list. Then I think it's happening a bunch. I think okay. some games look like they're way more expensive than they will be. Because because this this could be a winner for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to play Bomberman yeah. with my friends on my new system. But I, $60 for that is insane. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think it's actually going to be $60. I think okay. that that's just... The old, I think the reason yeah. why I, I was able to buy into that price was seeing, Everything. and maybe we'll get to this, is Street Fighter 2 at $40. Oh, we'll absolutely get there. So. Yeah, which is also overpriced. That one sounds like a final price, though, doesn't it? It they seems like a very com- Capcom thing to do. Yeah, they yeah, sound Because the thing is, it's one. easy to assume a game's going to be $60 because most retail games are $60. So let's just put in the system to $60. But, but Blood, if, the, the thing is, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up, I'm glad that you're correcting this, it's sad that, you know, we hear that Konami is making this and we can kind of buy into a $60 price point, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, when you go to a store and you see a price tag, you don't think, oh, that price is wrong. Right. All right, so let's say I don't know anything about Bomberman. Why are these people upset about a $60 game? Every, all games are 60 bucks. Why isn't this one worth 60 it doesn't look like it's reinventing Bomberman, at least from what I've seen. Okay, just but remember, like I don't know what Bomberman is. What is just that? another what is fun that? Bomberman. Uh, top-down strategy game, strategy action, uh, nice. where, where you just run around the map, drop a bomb to either take out an enemy or an obstacle and just get the heck out of the way. Well, you have to or make sure something's bombs, obstructing yeah. you, yeah. standing in between you and that explosion. Yeah. And then there's power-ups that make you run faster, drop more bombs... You can imagine if Kick you know be, being, being top down the the you know with everybody on the same screen the multiplayer possibilities, um, um, and it's just you know it, visually it's it's clear that they're like no let's just get this done like there was nothing <laughs> they're very aware that nobody cares how good Bomberman looks yeah I mean that's that's a fair point uh, it does have an extensive single player mode which I was surprised by mm-hmm. uh, why bother but I'm way into it that a touch more... that that I really like is that. 
I don't know if this shows up in multiplayer, but during the single player campaign, they have those animated Bomberman. Yeah, those yeah. look that, good. That look really good. That's from the campaign. That, like I think scenes. it gives the game a lot of personality. Yeah, it got me excited. And I mean, it's like two D flash animation. That's like not great, but right. it's cool. Right. It is. Yeah. It's uh. But it, unexpected. yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, I could see. You know, they've done a lot of different takes on Bomberman single player, but I could see you know having some good puzzle levels. You know, if you have a ton of puzzle levels, it could be really fun. It's a weird thing to say about a video game. And I'm just thinking about this now, but if you had a $60 Bomberman, I would just inherently question that at that price, you're ruining what makes Bomberman good. You know what I mean? Bomberman act Like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that you're going to put in enough stuff to justify that price. I would sure. assume the opposite. Wow. Which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I get that, Ben. Uh, you know what? We talked about it. Let's bring it up again. Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. Yeah, what the crap is that subtitle? Flying that means th- this makes it, they're pretending it's more important than it is. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, this is the end of Street Fighter 2, everybody. <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil, the final chapter. Yeah, you and can't oh, do it. Oh, no, well, actually, I gotta see it now, I guess. Oh, no, it's actually there hanging out in New York. Yeah. So uh, what I is, was like standing right next to him. Like, oh, is he going to go on stage? And he never, he never did. He was just there watching people play the game. Yeah. So Ultra Street Fighter 2, what could that possibly be? I... Honestly, just didn't even look into it. Okay. So I mean, do you want me to tell you? Sure. Okay. So it is uh, Street Fighter 2. Uh, there are two new characters. Okay. They're not new characters. They're it's, not new characters. It's Il Ryu and Violent Ken. Oh, come on. Yeah. Which is just Ken who's like... M- Violent Ken? Violent Ken. Is what Ken. they came up with? Okay. Yeah. He was, he's been taken over by Bison. He's been brainwashed. And so now he's Violent Ken. Still wears a red gi. Uh, he's just more blonde. He's More just like, blonde. It, was, just like it a looks lighter like there blonde. was less effort put into him than there was Evil Ryu. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Violent Ken. So it's a bummer. Like the idea of adding new characters to Street Fighter Two is very appealing to me until I learned they made absolutely no new sprites. What, they could have. They could have taken any of the characters from the games that came later and like. Oh yeah. Re. You know. And they're just taking them for Street Fighter Two. The HD. Sprites from way long ago yeah. and just putting them in this Those game. Those HD not, remix, yeah. They're, so, they're not even doing... Uh, so you get to choose, actually. You get to choose the HD remix versus sprites. Versus the original. Or, and you can choose yeah. the original sprites oh, as well. that's yeah. nice that they have the originals. Yeah, uh, I mean, HD remix did the same thing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's so right, weird. Right. Uh, I, I watched the Nintendo uh, Treehouse stream of this and they had yeah. Ono on there and... He, like, hearing their explanation for why they're doing this... Got me a little angry. Okay, what is their explanation? Just just multiple times uh, through the translator, admittedly, they were saying like, "Oh, we w- we want you to be able to share the joy of Street Fighter Two with a new generation." Just just the yeah, just the most generic like because uh, you don't see that effort. It's not apparent in no. the in the trailer or the presentation of this game. If if this said if it had an expansive like let's let us show you how to play Street Fighter Two. Because that's kind of a, it's a good way to start fighting games. Mm-hmm. It's a good, very good place to start. If there was an expansive mode where it's like, here's how fighting games work, we'll or, show you. Or if it was like Pac-Man Championship Edition DX levels of, we're gonna break this game. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna get so ridiculous with it. Okay. That that it is a new thing. And I see the comments right now. I should be fair. There is a two v one, two player mode versus the CPU mode. 
Yeah. Where you and another player can play against one character. But I don't CPU. I don't think that's ridiculous enough. Yeah. It's more give us more along those lines. Because yes, I exactly, hear you, Ben. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh where's the forty dollars come in? Are they doing online play or something? There is online play. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can play against people you don't know. Uh <laughs> so that's <laughs> thanks, Jones. Um so uh oh there's but I should state also that there's like a half second in the trailer that shows Yourself as Ryu in first person, uh, throwing a Hadouken at Bison. Yeah. And so there's a hint that there might be more to this game. Hmm. There might be more to justify this $40 price tag. We'll find out as we share a Street Fighter with a new generation. Uh, but to- why wouldn't you lead with that? Lead with it. I think they thought why what they had was enough. Why would you lead with, hey, do you remember how great Street Fighter 2? Like, uh. You know what would be a sick moment in that trailer? Uh, it's I think it's Ken's stage where there's people on a boat. Yes. And Q is back there. Okay. Q jumps out of the boat. Okay. And comes into the okay. match. Okay. And then Q is up there. Yes. And then you have to fight Q. Yes. <laughs> like that would sell a trailer. I would I sell would, a game. I would pay forty dollars for bucks. just that. That's all it takes. Thing. Put in the effort. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. Ooh yeah. Ben, I actually have to ask you permission. Can we play a clip from from your podcast? Yes. From Frame Trap. Yes. Because Absolutely. Anytime. What happened? The way to, best way to set up this game is somebody asked us, they wrote an email and said, what is the ideal uh, uh, place you could go to in a game that you've already played before? Like, where would you like to go next in the next game? And I said this. I remember um, (laughs) screenshots of Super Mario Sunshine. It may not even be called Sunshine at the time where you saw Mario hopping (coughs) around a city. Mm -hmm. And I was so pumped for the game at that point. They were like, this is the hub world. And so I would love... A game in which Donkey Kong is the bad guy. It's Mario in New York City. Yeah. And just a big city. I mean, obviously not New York City. The, the city you see beneath you in Mario Kart tracks. Uh, just, I'd love to see more of that. I'd love that setting. Of, I love what Mario Kart does with world building, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. You so, want DK is the bad guy? Toad's, yeah. Toad's okay. Turnpike City. You mm-hmm. could see the environments that Nintendo would make with you know using skyscrapers and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so when we were watching this live i was crying and screaming this is a dream come true because it absolutely is we see mario hopping around new donk city which is (laughs) new york city yeah new donk city is funny oh my god unbelievable but you see like all the donkey kong references like there's a there's like a diddy kong store and there's like dixie street and yeah yeah new donk city (laughs) i'm really curious like because I didn't see like any Kongs <laughs> running around. We just saw like people walking around. Which well, we're, yeah. we're, we're monkeys, one of the weird really. things. And we see like some <laughs> insectoid boss on the skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if DK will show up. It's my dream that he will, but it's, I'm fine if he doesn't because this is so close to the first time I ever said for a Nintendo game, I want this, and then <laughs> that thing happened. I can't remember the last time that's happened. <laughs> I, I am getting Mario sixty four vibes in. In not obvious ways, I think, because when you think about the, the, the 3D Mario games that they've released recently, and if you count 3D World and Galaxy and even Sunshine, what's, what is great in a way about those games is there's kind of a consistency to the style and the places that you go. They, they all feel connected. And I like, much like Mario 64, it's like, we're in a city, now we're in this lush jungle, now we're in this weird crystalline place, and that's what you got in Super Mario 64, and mm-hmm. what made it so special, and how they justified it with the pictures, is everywhere that you're going is just completely different from the last place that you've been, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, they do repeat stuff a little later on. <laughs> they do. Yeah, but they yeah. They do, but it just... That's a good way of saying yeah. that. Yeah, it was the paintings. It was... Yeah. You're right. Uh, if they could do such dramatic styles, they probably would have at that point. Right. Uh, and that's... Yeah, I guess we should explain that to anyone who's not heard of this game before. It is a 3D Mario game. Yeah. It is a Mario game in which the right analog stick will control the camera. Well, they said... It's been uh, a while. Yeah, the word they use is sandbox. Yes. The sandbox-style Mario game, not yeah. just linear levels. They went levels. even further than that. They said this is the spiritual successor to Super Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They specifically called out those two games. Yeah. Which is insane. Which is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm the, dummy exactly. that, I'm the dummy that didn't like Sunshine, you know, that, like, played about an hour and a half of that game and was like, I'm good. I, the, the, the challenge for me in this game is not worth the accomplishment. Like We well, should play Sunshine again. Sure. Let's do Settle that. It. I okay. would like to play Sunshine in English. Yeah. No, yeah. We, I think it is time that Easy Allies revisits That's a good Sunshine. settle it, especially yeah. if they don't announce GameCube backwards compatibility. Like, we'll just have to do it ourselves. One of I, our wonderful Patreon members in recent community comments stated uh, eloquently that Super Mario Sunshine is the best 3D Mario game. Well, and and well, uh, stated a bunch of reasons why. I don't know context. about that. It, it. I think, I think <laughs> there's a chance, Brendan Jones, that you could appreciate it much more than you originally did. Cool. Because I think when Mario Sunshine came out, we wanted it to be something that it wasn't. And now that we're removed from that period of time, I think we can approach it with a fresh mind and an open heart. Mm-hmm. What's strange, though, is Super Mario Odyssey is everything I wanted. Yeah, and that feels real good. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very good. Because mm-hmm. it looks weird. Yeah. Seeing Mario yes. run down the street next to humans is, is strange. That is, yeah. That Absolutely, is the yeah. one thing that, like, that throws me off about everything else I'm, I'm, I'm into. The, but I, I love that, because I think for all the Mario games, they would come up with a premise, and then that premise uh, would... Offer up a lot of really fun, you know, amusing opportunities for some really fantastic gameplay that they hadn't done before. But I feel like the style of all of the places that you visited in those games are kind of beholden to that theme. You know, that like you're right. in space, so it's all got to be planets. It's all got to be kind of space themed. Yeah, we can yeah. have like a flower planet, but it's still a planet. Right. And it just seems like in this, they're like, it doesn't matter. Like you can go somewhere that is that does not play like any of the other levels. It doesn't mm-hmm. look at all like any of the other levels. But as long as you get back in your ship and take off. You know, and go somewhere else. It's fine because you have that clear, you know, wall like that gap in between those two areas, so they don't bleed and can, you know confuse the other. And and listeners, the ship just looks like a top hat. It looks like a jolly top hat spaceship. It's got like a a, a sail. Yeah. That they put up. It's oh actually the very beginning that you see when you first see New Donk City. You can see it. Like, yeah, you're flying right. By in the background. Yep, yep. I want, oh, <laughs> I want there to be a secret compartment in my ship mm-hmm. that unlocks a level. Whoa. There's a level in my ship. Good mm-hmm. want. Yeah. yeah. All right, if that happens, we can do Ben Fields himself. Okay. <laughs> if, that, if that comes to be. Kyle, I have a question. Yeah. Can I talk to those people in that city? Will they say things to me? I wonder that, uh-huh. Ben, because in the trailer, we do see him playing jump rope with them, but yeah. I kind of yeah. suspect he, you can just walk up to them and start jumping on that rope, which I, is really cool. I want them to either be very dismissive mm-hmm. or very sarcastically cruel. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. I want it so bad. Because they're all business people. Yes. Yes, they are all wearing suits and 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 dress or work attire, basically. Yeah, get out of my way, you clown! Like I just I want it. Yeah. Yep. Or just kind of like put up a hand and like no no no. <laughs> no. Or just like look down at your they like their look phones. at you and then they look at their phone. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, just uh, terrifically inspiring. Everything I thought was dead in, in the Mario franchise has come back for no reason, and I'm so pleased about it. So so happy. It. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, please uh, watch. The stream and, and go to that point because it, it it does kind of look like you're 
being reborn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we actually have that one cut out separately, so you can just watch that. Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. That's there how you go. Yeah. yeah, it feels like I'm coming out screaming and crying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Any cynicism is just being shed. Oh yeah. my god. Oh. But there's also a hat with eyes. Oh, give me. I just it's <laughs> thing, like I just oh, over the, you through the interviews. I just thought it was dead. Just the way that they were so confident about the way the path of the new Super Mario Bros. games, mm. and then just. The idea that 3D World is exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Just like, yeah, what do you mean? This is a 3D Mario game. You know, just like, no, not quite. I mean, yes, it is technically, but not exactly on that lineage. And they're just like, yeah, we like that lineage too. Here's a game from that. Like, oh my God. That would never happen. Too pleased. And I'm just going to lock that in number one, no matter what you all say. <laughs> Finally, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Weird one, right? Very weird. Many reasons why it's weird. So what, <laughs> why is it weird? Yeah, why is it weird? Because because they had they had Xenoblade Chronicles X, which decidedly took a very different direction from Xenoblade Chronicles, and admittedly a direction that a lot of people didn't like. And so perhaps they're returning to the original style based on the feedback they got. But the character design is just not what I would associate with either Chronicles X or the original Chronicles. It's it's very different. They um, they trash the old style. Yeah. Well, they actually when they showed those characters, like they at the same time, like they very intentionally like put up the artists, like the character designer. Yeah. Um, so, Which is really the only trailer that really did that, wasn't it? I think so. Um, well, maybe there may have been some others. I'm thinking like maybe Shimagami Tensei or something did that, but I don't remember. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually like that style. Like, I feel like it's going a little bit more towards an animated look yeah. than um, the the previous two games that were... Chronicles a, X had bad faces, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They're bad faces. No, no, no. I'm not saying that this is a bad direction. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it is dramatically different. Oh, okay. That's all, all I'm right. saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree, Blood With It. I, I actually like the style, too, but, but just reading other people's responses to it, um, I... I like it because some of those character designs look like they're from a 1999 to 2001 PlayStation role-playing game. Yeah. Like, it, you look at those character designs and they, they kind of feel from a bygone era. Like, mm-hmm. the pants that, that that main character is wearing, <laughs> those are goofy pants. How, those would, are goofy how would we describe them? Those are RPG character pants. He's wearing, like, tight blue pants, but, yeah. it, like... A pants over that with the butt cut out. Yes. So you yeah, see yeah, his yes. tight blue pants, basically, is how we'd cut it, they, call it, right? They're over-designed pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just massive things flying around in the background. Really big stuff yeah. going on, yeah. Yeah, and I think which I feel like is a Xenoblade staple, yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, but I, I, there, I think there's a sense that, uh, that X, like, even though it had this e- enormous scale, like, it didn't quite always come across in the same way that the first Xenoblade did. Sure. You know, like when you could just like look across and see, you know, Mechanis uh. in the distance and like, whoa, you know, like there's this big thing that could potentially move and, it, you know, attack me uh, that I'm also walking across. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do because if it's a, yeah, if it's, I don't want to go into spoilers, but if it's a sequel, like it's going to be a very different place as well. So cool. But it sounds like, yeah, it's a direct sequel to the first Xenoblade. I, I think we have to talk about them coming out and saying this is this is coming out in 2017. Sure, let's yeah. do it because none of us believe it. Do you? We believe, don't no, believe no it. one believes it, and okay. I, yeah, I don't believe it either. Sure. Yes, but the, you but you want to. Yeah, and I, I was telling somebody this uh, on Twitter, and I, I completely agree. Like, if Xenoblade Chronicles two comes out in 2017, 
I'm gonna have just me personally. I'm gonna have a much stronger overall opinion of the Switch. Right. In its first year. Yes. Um. Absolutely. You're right. This one is a huge announcement. It just doesn't feel huge for some right. reason. I think because it's what happened with X. Like, th- like if your console within within you know six to eight months of its release, if that can come out with an RPG that I can spend a hundred hours in and it's really good and it reaches that Xenoblade Chronicles level, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah. Is this the only role-playing game that we know will be on the Switch? Uh, no. Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Okay, new right. Shin Megami Tensei. But that, that is a game that is, like, not a Even, yeah. Even further out. Yeah. yeah. That cutscene is the game. Honestly, yeah, I didn't even bring it up for this thing because yeah. it's like, they're just saying, hey, there's going to be a sequel to Shin Megami yeah. Tensei. Like, they didn't say Come more on. than that. You might as well bring up No More Heroes 3. It's like Right, yeah. Like, I also didn't bring yeah. that up because it's not even going to be No More Heroes 3. It's like, hey, I'm making a game with Travis Touchdown, and it's like, fine. The one um, thing where I, like, I hold some optimism is... When they showed X for the first time, then it was super early, is it felt like a desperation move. You know, like that was when it was clear, like the Wii U is in a rocky place and we need to show stuff. So we're going to show everything that we can that's the in development right April now. Legendary April Nintendo Direct. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with this, it's like everything they've had so far, like they've been high on momentum. Like it wasn't until after this event that people started, you know, having more pessimism, you know? Sure. And um, and also with X, I don't feel like they didn't really say when that was coming. This is like, oh, no, this is coming this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like putting that stamp in the ground. And it doesn't really mean anything, but there's there's that window for like, maybe that could happen. Right. Maybe if that could does, really happen. It would be huge. Uh, Jones, your question made me remember a game that was also announced. <laughs> Project oh, Octopath yeah. Traveler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot about yes, it. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Ben. What is this game? Uh, this is the Bravely Default team. Yes. Mm. That's, like, done. I don't need to see anything else until this game comes out. Because they don't have a 3DS to make games for anymore. It's like, hey, right. you gotta make Switch games but, now. But you think about Bravely Default yeah. and when that came out and how refreshing it was and yeah. how much it reminded you that you loved JRPGs yeah. and how it was willing to take risks in the genre in smart ways. And you see this game and you see how it's blending the different styles and you're like, no, these guys, they've got it. They've got more surprises in store for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to your point, Kyle, I think that this this is sort of probably the clearest little chink into that direction to where like this is a game this is a team that makes 3DS games. Yeah. Making a game for the Switch. Mhm. Very clearly. Like this this is where like you know Nintendo's going to keep saying, "Oh, we're going to keep supporting the 3DS, blah 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 blah." But like no, like the Switch will eventually replace the 3DS. Yes. And it will be Probably in a year. I think we'll get 3DS games for another year. Right. But, like, that will be the biggest difference between the Switch and the Wii U is that all of these teams that were making 3DS games Mm -hmm. should end up making Switch games. Yes. Ideally. Mm -hmm. So, you're going to have a bigger bulk of games overall. That's exciting. Uh, if I could describe the look of the game, it's like tilt shift. It's like the thing where you make a, a something look like a miniature just based off how mm. you focus in your camera. It's kind of like that, but with sprites in this really cool sprite world. Uh, uh, vibes from um, 3D dot game heroes, big time. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, yeah. really, really good looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought of uh, Has Been Heroes too. That was announced. Yeah, this thing played a little bit of that. Uh, Blood, can you give us uh, 30 seconds quick on what Has Been Heroes is? Sure. Uh, I was going to just repeat myself, but it's uh, Plants vs. Zombies, more or less, but in more fantasy style. Ooh. Um, 
Yeah. So you you've got a, a team of heroes that's pr protecting uh, two princesses. They're they're old washed up heroes, and this is like their final mission or whatever. Um, and uh, and you, you guide them through a map of uh, you know different areas. So like you, you it's kind of like choose your route, sort of uh, like FTL, I guess is a good oh. comparison. And that so you don't know what's going to happen on each one of those nodes, but when you get to like a, a node with a battle. Then they're like skeletons and things that are just coming at you at, at a constant rate. And then your your heroes are on cooldowns. And then you also get spells, and those spells can help push enemies back or like move them to a different lane. And that's the thing, is like each each hero has a lane that they're defending. And this mm. comes from uh, Frozen Bite, developers yeah. of Trine, the Trine games. Yes. So we might have a Jones game here. Might have a Jones game. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's also a, it's a game that would be great to just pick up and take with you. He's yeah. like, you're playing that. I want to keep playing this. Pick it up. Yeah. Go wherever I'm going. So that's been 13 games. My goodness. For rank, the significance. Oh, we have to rank them now. Yeah, yeah. we've never ranked a, a list this I think I'm this only long. really going to care about the top four and the rest. Is just well, I, I like the bottoms too. So I think that's what we'll do. Okay. We basically solve it like a puzzle. Let's do the frame first. Uh, yeah, I mean Mario. So who's the top Mario four? one, Splatoon two. Uh, Splatoon, Splatoon two is your second game. Yeah. Anything beats Splatoon too? I would I would suggest Arms. I would suggest maybe One Two Switch. I don't know how we feel about that game. <laughs> I would not rank the significance that very high. I yeah, would I suggest would, maybe Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I would, I suggest would possibly suggest. Yeah, I would think Xenoblade Chronicles Two could actually be quite significant. Um, I think hmm. the, it depends on our frame of mind for the significance, but but Xenoblade Chronicles Two was one of the biggest surprises for me. Um, it didn't leak on 4chan because there wasn't playable demos of it the next day. Right. So yeah. Also, and also, the fact that they're coming out and saying firm 2017 also feels very significant. Yeah. Okay. Like, Jones, are you letting to creep up within the top two? Yeah. That that that's still my take. That uh, um, I think to me it looks like there's more fun already going on in that game than the other ones. I think well, the other games or, have more or, to prove. Yeah. Whereas Splatoon 2 proved it, you know. All right, was I being too... Should we let Splatoon 2 in number two? Blood, where do you feel there? I think maybe number two and then Xenoblade for three for sure. I wouldn't put Xenoblade lower than three. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I think I would flip those two. Just just sure. because I, kind of what, totally Blood, cool that, yeah. what, what Blood was saying, I think they're going to have a Splatoon trailer that is like, all right, we've mentioned some new stuff in Splatoon 2, but here's really the secret sauce that that makes it that sequel. Cool. Like, I think Splatoon 2 is naturally going to go up. And then I think ARMS at number four. Yeah, ARMS Over one, two switch for sure. sure. Um, I, I lied there at 12 because I knocked off Mario Kart 8. Oh, yeah. even, doesn't yeah, even yeah. register. doesn't qualify. Sure. Um, okay, so ARMS is number four. <laughs> that's pretty easy. That's a new game, new Nintendo IP. That's pretty huge. Uh, you want to do number 12? Street Fighter? Yeah, That's probably so Street Fighter. The, yeah, uh, it has been Heroes. Them. I don't know where that sits. Sounds exciting. I don't know where it sits either. I wouldn't put it very high on significance. I wouldn't put it at the bottom, though. I, so I think there's potential. There. We want to punish Street Fighter. Let's give it number yeah. 12. Sure. Insignificant. I have no Take that, Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. Because I think I would be just as happy if they just put Street Fighter on Virtual Console. I don't know that which, adding more which features. Which they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a really good point that brought up was brought up many times is when Street Fighter Two HD Remix came out, it was twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Why when is it was it, why, so why, why when is it was brand new? Yeah, so that's it's insane. So uh, we have Snipper Clips left. Where, oh man, where do we put that? Snipper Clips has got to be up there. Maybe that is five. 
Above one two switch. Yeah. Oh yes, above one two switch. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, Super Bomberman R is still on here. I think it's lower. The, it's just but... the price. Okay. The price shapes my opinion. Yeah, it might be like can. a ten. What if it's twenty bucks? I have a much more favorable opinion yeah. of it. Okay. Maybe if we'll it's save 60, it. It's at the bottom. So yeah. wh- where's one two switch? Six or seven. Is it? Six would be next. We we don't have a six yet. When we're talking about rank, I already feel over one two switch, and it's not even out yet. That's yeah. got to be near the bottom. But it is, the thing is, it's got a lot on its shoulders. One two switch will be like it, the it, game it, that it, USA it does, Today wants yeah, to show it off. It is going to show off the actual technology of the system better than yeah. anything. But you else. have to but go I, out and space fifty dollars for it separately yeah. to count the balls. Yep. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's so dumb. The price is a problem. Yeah. And but I, yeah. I honestly feel this is more we play than we sports. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What do you What do Absolutely. you remember about Wii? But Play? it's tri- significance is a tricky word though because I think at the launch of the Switch, people are going to want to know what this game's like. Like they're right. like like they're going to seek out impressions of this weird game. But I think I think you watch a video of somebody streaming of it, you get it, and then you move on with your life. Like I don't think this is one that we're going. Well, there to is. Remember. Yeah. I mean, there is. Right. But at this point, until you get that confirmation, yeah. Nature, but no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, we have fast RMX left. Would that be above one two Switch? I don't think so. We have Project Octopath Traveler. Would that be above One Two Switch? Yes. Yes. Wow. You want to yes. get at number six? Absolutely. Jones, what's at number five? Right now, five is Snipper Clips. Okay. Snip- Jones, are you cool with uh, yeah. Octopath Traveler number six? Sure. Okay. Agreeable. I, I will. I'm looking forward to that game more. Yeah. Sure. Uh, then are we ready to get? Oh, Fire Emblem Warriors. I guess we just haven't seen much, but it seems like it could be a big deal. Yeah. It. It feels hard to rate the significance of something we know almost nothing about, but yeah. may potentially know more about very, very soon. Right. Like, before anyone watches this. Right. Right. Yeah, they all know. Yes. Everybody watching already knows how good that game looks. <laughs> uh, so that's what we have left, is 1-2-Switch, Fast RMX, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Super Bomberman R, and Has Been Heroes. Okay, I'll be okay with 1-2-Switch being next, then. Okay. Yeah. Let's let it in. 1-2-Switch, number seven. Okay, so number eight, Fast RMX, Fire Emblem Warriors, Super I, Bomberman R. I put That's Bomberman over Fast, probably, right? Bomberman's You seem pretty huge. excited about it. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe hmm. under one, two switch, but still. Ignore that price. Pretend that price wasn't leaked. But it's not even that. It's just, it's just general faith in Konami. Right. And I, I'm just worried that they're going to mess up making a fun, simple Bomberman game. I, <laughs> I just have so much doubt where... Fast Racing Neo, like, I, I'm i super excited to check it out, and I've heard nothing but good things. And, uh, like, I feel like this release is a, is a second lease on life for this. He makes a good case, cool Blood. Thing. How do you feel? Blood rubs his chin. He thinks deeply. Um, I think... Yeah, I think I'll put Fast RMX above. Uh, super it's, Bomberman? It's, it's, Jones, are you cool with that? Yeah. Okay. They may end up being just about the same price, um, and in that case, Bomberman will it will be, you know, perhaps more. But so, question is: yeah. Is Bomberman above Fire Emblem Warriors? <laughs> it's a it's a tough comparison. What I will say mm-hmm. is is I do think, by and large, the collaborations that Omega Force has done with other companies, at the very least, have been interesting, and I've wanted to play them. Yeah. Let's give it number nine. Okay. I mean, that's that's even getting shafted pretty bad already. Uh, problem is, Bomberman is now ten if it doesn't beat Has Been Heroes. 
And I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think it has been heroes. I mean, like, it just has a lot to prove, obviously. And Bomberman got more of a presence in, during the show than has been heroes. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't think tell you what that game looks probably, like. I don't yeah. know. Okay. I, Not knowing what that I, game I looks say, like after that presentation is mind-boggling. I, I will say we could, once Has Been Heroes comes out, we could very much look like fools. Yeah. Okay. However, on this day, the significance has been ranked. Here we go. Number 12, Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers. We're not hot on it. Number 11, Has Been Heroes. Number 10 is Super Bomberman R. Number 9, Fire Emblem Warriors. Number 8, Fast RMX. Number seven, one, two, switch. Number six, Project Octopath Traveler. Number five, Snipper Clips. Number four, Arms. Number three, Splatoon 2. Number two, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And number one, Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. That was fun. Yeah, just, like to, just to say my piece, we're not changing yeah. the Randy's or anything, but I think we might have rated Arms a little bit too high. Yeah, Arms was the one on there. Ouch, that, yeah. that really? hurts me, Ben. It hurts me. I don't want to say that. I think it's going to be huge. I hope so. Seeing Nintendo come out with a new title with an own, its own distinct, unique art style to yes. me is pretty incredible yes. already. If, if yeah. it comes out and earns that spot, definitely. Yeah. The one There's thing, just a little like, bit of doubt. When I was going through like that imagery to like work on thumbnails and stuff, like man, that the art for Arms looks so good. It does. Yeah, it yeah. does. Ooh. Do y'all hear that? Oh, sounds like it's podcast halftime! <laughs> and Jones does a little shadow boxing. My arms are flailing, I'm psyched. Sophie does like a little half roll. <laughs> Did somebody say something? The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of January. Michael Kozachenko, who you can find at Misha Koz. Mango. Simon Anderson. Ikeelis. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type in offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, and Call of Duty. You can see and hear their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. It's not Kozachenko, it's Kozachenko? Kozachenko. Oh, did I just do it? No, you did Koz. I said Koz, right? No, I just, I, what, before I'd heard you say. We've been saying Koz for like yeah. a month. It's Koz. Yep, yeah, it's Koz. Or some say Kozum. Uh, the way easy way like, to remember I'm is not cozy. cozy with the way I used to pronounce it. Nice. Yeah, uh, we also have a spot open for spots open sponsor. We have a spot open. Yeah, we we have an inquiry. Yes, uh, that we are oh, okay. we are communicating with right now for a new sponsorship. Oh, but, so uh, it's a hot spot. Yeah. yeah, get it while it lasts is what yeah. you're saying, Jones. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, There's cool. Competition out there. Uh, I do want to. I realize we're an hour into this podcast right now, mm. which is fun. It breezed by. We, there's still a little bit more of the switch to talk about. We got to get through some details. Okay. I love talking about the switch. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not yet ready to close that door. Am I not singing for this? Do you want to, Jones? Please. We're talking about the switch, right? Do it, not deny people it, well, this. Gift. So I didn't sing during the actual presentation. Yeah, the segment was mostly for rumors, but. Uh, but I just can't wait, Kyle. Okay, Actually, Jones, by all means. Because I don't have a pre-order. It's Please. now time for I Just Can't Wait for the Switch. Oh, I just can't wait for the Switch. Now, this is a segment in which we just talk about things we're excited about for this upcoming Switch. Okay, so 
We now know that we will be able to play, we will be able to own a Nintendo Switch on March 3rd, yeah. 2017. Pretty much worldwide, I think some countries may be left out of March, March 3rd, but that is basically a worldwide release date. Yeah. V- sooner than we expected, Way we knew it was going to be March, yeah. but nobody said beginning of March. you think the end of March, if anything. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty soon. It's weeks away at this point. We can count the weeks of, well, I just can't wait till the Switch. So it's pretty crazy. Uh... $299.99 is the retail price of the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a story. Yeah. Uh, $299 is pretty good for a console release. It's not good for a handheld release, and it's not good compared to what Xbox and PlayStation are putting out there on their own right now. That's how yeah, I feel the it. current price, yeah. But it's, it's a hard thing because like I do feel that like for the level of hardware that it is, that it's absolutely a fair price right because it's also a handheld yeah yes yeah the fact that you can like take something that's more powerful than the wii u and just pick it up and walk away with it that's that's not cheap you're paying for the ability to swap in between they could have made a better handheld for 300 dollars. it could have made a better console for 300 dollars. but you're paying mm-hmm. for that ability to just go chit chit i don't know about them being able to make a better handheld for 300 dollars. yeah i mean a lot of the components of just the stupid dock that you put it in to put oh, it on your TV. Oh, I see what you're saying. That because yeah. of the stuff that's in the box, it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's that's fair. It's crazy. Uh, Jones, is that worth it? Is it worth the trade-off? The, what do you mean by trade-off? The trade-off, as Trading I just said, in both like, your Wii U and your 3DS for this new thing, or or no, I mean the fact that I could have a better console or I could have a better handheld for three hundred dollars, but that I could have both for three hundred dollars. Is it worth that trade-off of what I'm losing in the, in those two aspects? I think it's worth it in that I think this is a smart move for Nintendo to combine these two things. That I that I am excited about a, a, a bravely default developer being like, well. Here's what we're gonna. Here's what we're doing now. You know, it's like whether we're, we've been kind of strong armed in this situation. Whether mm-hmm. we were like very much looking forward to a you know bravely third, and then oh wait, well I guess that's not gonna work. Or the, all the expectations surrounding that franchise, we got it. Which let's start a new IP. You know, for this brand new thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what like the Layton team does, the Phoenix Wright team, and you know like all of these. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how staples. much of the messaging has been shaped by the 3DS's recent success, because. I feel like if the 3DS were clearly like on the way out sales-wise, Nintendo would be like, yeah, this replaces both. You don't need a 3DS anymore. But now, because of Pokemon and, and Had everywhere, everywhere I went during Christmas, 3DS was sold out. There was like a couple of 2DSs left on a shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no other Nintendo hardware whatsoever. 3DS had a fantastic year, yeah. Yeah. So like they don't want those people that just bought a 3DS to be mad They're like, replacing it already you're not making any more games mm-hmm. and so like no no no, we're gonna keep making 3ds games if that if that weren't the case i wonder if we would be hearing a totally different story sure yeah i mean there are still big 3ds games coming out in the new year uh pikmin mm-hmm. that weird that side-scrolling pikmin yeah that side that side-scrolling pikmin game shoot it's the team that made the 3ds zelda games has their own cool adventure game mm. i forget what the name of it is but it's like food based it looks really cool so yeah 3ds still has some life in it but yeah I think we're all considering it pretty much dead at this point. On yeah. its way out. Um, yeah, Ben, what do you think about that price, two ninety nine? I think that price for me, uh, how I'm going to feel about it, will change after E3 significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for the first time with a Nintendo console, I think I feel comfortable saying that, this, this new Nintendo console, um, unlike the Wii and unlike the Wii U, 
this is an idea that I'm 100% behind. Wow. Um, like the, the, just hearing about the tablet stuff initially was very frustrating where it's like, yeah, you can do off screen play, but in these very limited situations where it's like, nope, you can play these video games that you want to play anywhere. It is a hybrid. Here are all these different ways to play it. Like that, that just seems like a fundamentally sound idea. Um, and now I want to see more games. Mario is great. Zelda mm-hmm. is great. I want E3 to happen and them to just be like, boom, here's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it is so strange, actually. Like, it's still kind of normal that we just talked about a pic- 2D Pikmin game. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, 3DS will have that. That'll be gone. That'll be There'll be no more Nintendo just making a handheld-only game. That's going to be really weird to adjust to. Well, that, it'll take some time. That's and like, one that, thing that will I be think a is a little bit remains to be seen, because they talk about the screen being multi-touch. So if a game relies on touch at all, like, you could only play that in handheld mode. Yeah. So that's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, how useful that multi-touch screen will be. <laughs> I think they're honestly, right now, just packing in things just in case. Right. Just but like, the, hey, it's a use later on. What were you going to say? The, the other thing that I think you're really going to see a lot of resistance to, and rightfully so, about the three ninety nine price, or the, two, excuse me, the two ninety nine price point, um, is when they fully detail online and what you get for the cost that you pay. Let's talk about that. Uh, this is one of the first things that was brought up in the presentation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo will have online services. God, it's even funnier than I thought. Uh, You can't even finish that sentence without laughing. Yeah, so what's happening is uh, they will be free, as they have been, when you buy the console on March 3rd. In the fall of 2017, free rides over everybody. You have to pay for online just as you do on the PlayStation and Xbox networks. How much that will cost? We're not saying yet. What do you get? We're not saying yet. There's a few things we are saying. There was like a bullet point list. Uh, You'll be able to play online. You will be able to chat with your friends, not through the console itself, but through a mobile app. Yeah. And that messaging has been really mixed to where I'm like, I'm not 100% sure that you can't use the console because Uh, they sell, there's people selling chat uh, earbuds that seem like they're connecting to the console. So I don't. They'd have to be USB and a. I don't know if it has oh, USB like inputs. A, oh, it, it doesn't have like a headphone jack anywhere on it? No. Huh. No, it doesn't. So maybe that is just oh, for your Oh, actually, phone I bet the console itself does. Sorry, the Pro Controller doesn't. Oh, okay. So when you plug it into your TV, you're kind of hosed at that point. Right, yeah. So you wouldn't be able to have the headphones. But it's interesting, the guy on the plane playing Skyrim doesn't have headphones on. Yeah. It's just well, like, you Skyrim, you wouldn't need to... I'd like to hear Skyrim. Oh, I think on the plane, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in portable mode, Jones, it absolutely does have a headphone jack. Yeah, I think if you're playing at home, at home, right, you just need a super long cable. Uh, that's crazy. I've got that super long cable, but um. nice. Wow, <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's insane to say. Yeah, to chat with your friends, you're gonna use your phone. This is a good thing. Uh, it was how Nintendo phrased yeah. it. it. Just use the earbuds you got with your phone. This is so simple. You don't need a headset. You can chat with your friend and your earbuds. I, I can't overstate how a how vague these details have been. Yeah. And the few that we've gotten have been just completely disheartening. Yeah. Because it's it's not just that. The free game thing as well is just Oh, what's I, this free game like I get with PlayStation Plus oh or games no. of gold? Oh no, that would be that would make too much sense. I get a bunch of free games no, with those services actually. That would be you what don't. the other people are doing. Yeah. You get one NES or Super NES ROM. Oh, that's not so bad for one month and then even if you continue to pay for this online service they just 
They just revoke it. You want it again? They move on. on. You got to pay for that game. Now, is this calendar month? So is it like one month from when I buy it? Or if I like am on vacation and get back on, you know, uh, May 20th, it's like, well, I only got 10 days to play that free game for yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, yeah I, if you think about how the oh, 3DS yeah. does demos in a really terrible way, where it's number of plays, right? It's number of plays. Yeah. And so I could see it be, yeah, absolutely being from when you download it, you get this amount of time. Oh, okay. But who knows? They were yeah. very unclear about that. But the thing about, again, the Nintendo Switch does not uh, exist in a vacuum. When we talk about PlayStation Plus and uh, games with gold, a lot of times these are games, like sometimes, specifically, you get any games that are just coming out and you get them for free. Yeah. And that's that's exciting. There's, the, there's this newness to it. There's this inherent value. Like, I've played Balloon Fight 10 different times in 10 different ways I've paid 4.99 so you can't just be like you get balloon flight for free and have that do anything for me yeah, for a right. month mm-hmm. like I, I don't think they they understand that there's there's very little individual value for a lot of things that it would be offering a way way better solution would be imagine if they said you get this entire library of games yes yeah that you have access to as yeah. long as you continue to pay for this service or you get balloon fight forever that right. would also be cool. Like I'm build, I'm stacking into my library every month. I feel like I'm building into it. I think either of those things could work. Uh, by the way, this is also the only time it's ever been mentioned that we will be playing NES and Super NES games on the Switch. No talk about Virtual Console was made, except for that weird blurb about, hey, when you start paying for online, you're going to get this stuff. Weird. There's so much weird. stress well, there has, involved. There was an like, interview yeah. that you know, Reggie said where it was like, we know people have invested a lot in Virtual Console. You know, like... We, you know, it's like, we know, like that, and he said the same thing about, like, Mother 3, so it's like, it doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we know, we hear people, okay, I think it's what are you going to do about it? I really think it's <laughs> happening. I think we're going to be able to transfer our games. Yes. I really do think it's happening. I think we're finally building a permanent library. I have no reason to have that hope. That's not a rumor or anything, Jones. Well. It's just my gut feeling. The, the, the Wii to Wii U transfer has the, is essentially the best loading screen ever made. So I'm hoping that there's something similar to that. Sure. Wait, best loading screen ever made? What do you mean? Yeah, where the Pikmin like box up all your games and like put them on the SD card. Yes, I loved that. And then you take them to the Wii U and they (laughs) unbox them. There's like a tunnel. It's like multiple cutscenes. It's actually really good. The Pikmin Moving Company. Yeah, I want them to come back. Come back. I feel like charging money will force Nintendo to own up to their bad decisions in a way they haven't had to before. Mm -hmm. Because the 3DS. In my opinion, the, the Virtual Console on 3DS and, and Wii U, in my opinion, has been pretty terrible only because it's so illogical about when and where things will come out. There's, we- there's like really weird long gaps, like they've just drip fed the things that you want in like an agonizingly slow way. It doesn't carry over. You, if you've bought it on another thing, you don't get it. And so if they're, with the Virtual Console and with these free games specifically, if they're offering, if they're forcing you to pay for this service and you're getting less or it's very similar to what we've already gotten like the correct way to do this is you are paying this much money we're going we're going deep we're getting you gamecube games we're getting you arcade games mm-hmm. all of these all of these different platforms on well, a that's, consistent yeah, that's the basis thing. The, the wii virtual console was crazy deep it was crazy and deep. a lot of that eventually got pulled like they had commodore 64 games they got pulled and then they and then they got delisted but oh, here's what know? here's what shot the Wii Virtual Console in the foot was the interface and how they surfaced that stuff. A lot of times it was very difficult to 
sort through everything that was on there. And sure. so people just didn't bother. And so I feel like there was less excitement than there should have been for a lot of really cool, obscure things on the Wii Virtual Console. Uh, lastly, the last thing that was announced about the Switch that we didn't co- know coming in, we did talk about it when we talked about 1-2 Switch, is HD Rumble, mm-hmm. motion controls in the things, which was kind of hinted at already, and this IR camera in the right Joy-Con that can sense, uh, as it looks at your hand, whether you're doing rock, paper, or scissors, and the distance between the IR camera. The only other use of it we've seen is that thing we described earlier where you can eat a sandwich in front of this camera, and it knows whether your mouth is open or closed. Sure. Or gunsling, which is one like the That's only... That's not the using the IR at all. Oh, really? Because it's using both Joy-Cons. It's using yeah. It's only using yeah. the accelerometer, and only only the right Joy-Con has this IR. So it doesn't actually register that it's aiming at something. It only registers well, it's that, that you moved aiming it. At something, but it's not using IR to do that. Oh, okay. It's got little gyroscopes. Can I, can I pose a question? Sure. But again, the gyroscope, like I don't need to point it at you. I can just go like that or that. I don't that, think so, man. Or whatever. You know, it, it's it, just it, registering. It would, oh, it you moved know. it up. Is it like you moved it up and you're aiming it at another person with a controller? Does it know that? It's not going to know that much. It's just going to know the angle. It's it's a linear. So yeah, so I can just do that. Angle. Yeah, I can well, be like, ha, 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 I shot you. I'm still gonna shoot you first, Jones. We'll if see. You, if you do that, that's the wrong way to do a duel. We'll see. Sorry, Ben. You could absolutely ask a question. If the Nintendo Switch did not have this HD Rumble, would you be any less excited for the Nintendo Switch? If it just did not have this feature at all, so would your opinion change? I think it's adding to the expense of the Switch. I yes. think that the I Pro Controller is seventy dollars because of HD Rumble. Oh I'm, yeah, the accessory prices are hilarious. I'm yeah. skeptical. I think it's a really easy scapegoat. So I'm skeptical that they're like, oh, this is the big expensive thing. I think it's an easy thing to point at because it is new and different. Mm-hmm. Um, I am honestly like very happy that HD Rumble is a thing and that you know this is because this is something that like you can add to games and make games better without there being like this huge amount of effort in conceptualizing this stuff. Sure. It's not like connect. It's not like a Right. Like it's not other, Well like, it kind of it. I don't some know. of the things people compared it to were like the light bar. And I'm like the light bar is useless because you have to look at your controller to see it. You know? The touchpad on the PS4 controller is also fairly pointless because you have analog sticks and the touchpad is so sensitive that you can't really do anything quickly with it. It's so you know it's so small. And uh you know and, and, well, the IR sensor, what the crap are you ever going to do with that thing? Whereas HD Rumble, it's just like going from stereo to surround sound. You're yeah. just, you have people already in the industry that are making this stuff, and now they have more tools to make it better. So, yeah, Ben, to answer your question, I'm slightly excited to try it out. I'm, like, I'm, I'm curious, pretty sure. pumped on it. It's, a, like, a weird little question mark yeah. that I'm excited to explore. And maybe this is an unfair question to ask, yeah. but there's just been a history of certain Nintendo things that that have left me wanting. Mm-hmm. Going going to the GBA connectivity with the GameCube. Sure. And the very limited use that that had. Sure. Yeah. Um, even the Wii Motion Plus and that yeah. that feeling over pretty quickly. Thinking about the the Wii U balance or the Wii balance board. That was um, one hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And just just kind of these things where, you know, some of these things were successful. That we fit was hugely successful. I'm not saying that, but but just just for me personally, these things that had very short shelf lives. Like I can envision a future, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, where one two switch happens, and then a year from now, nothing is using these features in any real significant way. It's very feasible. 
And and I, I just have to wonder, like, could could this time have been better spent? Is that is that a naive thing to say? You know what? How? I don't know. Uh, well, on the on the Wii, you had a Resident Evil Four, which actually, is, mm-hmm. like, if you had already played Resident Evil Four two or three times, I would recommend you check it out on the Wii. It's really interesting the way mm-hmm. that controls. But then yeah. you didn't use Motion Plus, right? Uh, I can't think of a franchise. I'd be like, wait, wait, you you should check it out on the Switch because Ice Cubes. You know, like I don't really know. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, here's a here's a parallel though. Uh, the 3DS. Mm-hmm. I love 3D. I love sliding that mm-hmm. thing up when that console was about to launch. I couldn't imagine what it was like to look at that screen. I was so stoked. I mm-hmm. paid a lot of money for that handheld that on launch day just to see what it was like. I didn't even buy any games with it. I, I was putting the puzzle pieces yeah, together. Yeah, that was 250 and, and, when I launched. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, I can see it being like that. Hey, you can put this on, you can put this off, just like 3D. There's no games that demand 3D. 3D land almost. Uh, and there's some games that I think were really designed around 3D, like Kirby's Triple Deluxe. Mario 3D Land. Yeah. Yeah. And so like those games... Absolutely can be played without it, but totally benefit, benefited from it. And I almost believe that HD Rumble could be something like that. Almost. The possibility, Ben, is what's exciting to me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. is like That's a good thing to hear. Again, with the comparison to surround sound, it's a thing to me that in most cases, you're not going to be so focused on it that you're like, oh, wow, that was cool. That just happened. It's just... It's just that other little thing to like immerse you. Like I'm saying in like snipper clips. Yeah. Like the fact that you kind of like get that twinge of pain there, you know, that you could maybe do it, you know, with a normal rumble, but it's just like it's it's just it has a slightly sharper sense that that's there. I guess part of it um is when you when you have a, a thing like this, when you have HD Rumble, I think you need to make your test case extremely exciting. Yes. People need to say like, sure. "Oh man, this is so cool! You need to check this out." And I'm I am not convinced that that's what One Two Switch is. In fact, I think it's almost having the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah, I think where, you're totally right. Where it's diminishing the value of this potentially right. cool thing. Well, that's it, why it that's, needs a Star Fox sixty four. Right. It needs yes. A, it needs an Ape Escape. Yes. Yes. It needs yes. that of like, hey, we're pushing right. this hardware with this thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's why I was saying like. You're one playing two, one, Resident Evil with the DualShock now. One yeah. Two Switch is is a tech demo. Like yeah. that's why, because because yeah, Count Balls is a very great demonstration of what HD Rumble can do. You know, in like the most extreme circumstances. Yeah, is it a fun game? And like no, no. you just yeah, you're just exactly. trying to guess how many balls there are. Yeah, you know, it's it should have been a pack in. Uh, let's close one, that door finally, though. Uh, <laughs> well, the one thing I, I want to say is yeah. final thoughts. Um, obviously, like, I don't think that they should have led with 1-2-Switch and ARMS and, like, such an emphasis on, hey, there's motion controls, too. Yeah. Which kind of, like, threw everybody for a loop. Right. But the one thing I will say is motion controls this time aren't taking anything away. With the Wii, okay, you've got motion controls, and now no other game can use this controller. You can't play Zelda without motion controls. Exactly. Right. Like, you can't figure out, like, games that are on other systems, they've got to sort of, like, where is the buttons? And then you hold it sideways and you can get to these buttons, but you can't get to those buttons. There's none of that weirdness. Like, you've got a full normal controller interface, but then you can also use motion controls. Sure. So, like, it really is kind of the whole whole package. Cool. Ben, final thoughts on the Switch. Where are you at right now? 
I want to believe, but I'm not sure I do yet. Okay. Jones? What strikes me is that when the Wii U came out, a lot of people didn't even know it happened. You know, it was like, right. oh, there's like an upgrade to the Wii, or, yep. you know, should I buy this? Or, you know, like, they, there, there wasn't that emergency. Yeah. There wasn't that, like, explosion of news when that first came out. It was so, so misunderstood. So Wii owners were like, okay, this is something I absolutely have to do. And it's it's interesting the position that Nintendo's in now, where it's like, you got to pre-order right now, because you're, there's no way you're going to just walk into a store and pitch this up on March 3rd. So there's the immediacy there. Um you know, it's a brand new, you know, title, and so a lot of people, you know, are, are more familiar with it than they were with the Wii U. You got to get in now because you're going to have to pay for online come the fall. You got to get in now because even when you can pay for online, you got to get that game right away because you're only going to have a month to play it. There's all these like timers set up to create, I don't know, this like almost false sense of immediacy around this, where it's like you got to get in now, otherwise you're totally going to miss this awesome party. Well, it's also it the seems, short, it seems kind of desperate for time, Nintendo, right? A bit. Like the Wii U just kind of hung in the background for years before it came out mm-hmm. was like yeah the fall they announced it and now you actually see what the games are and a couple of weeks it's gonna launch console announced to release i think this is the shortest of recent memory of all time almost so if we get like a new and like one new little switch tidbit every week leading yeah. up until the beginning of march i, I think people could be talking about it and through, that's through all Jones, january and february that's my final thought is i think we're actually going to learn a lot more between now and march. i hope so yeah that would be the success story yeah if we get one or two more game announcements, you know, some more developments, really cool mode Splatoon 2 we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I will agree with Jones, though, in a very positive way. Just, just personally, I feel an immediacy with the Switch that I absolutely didn't with the Wii U. And I remember the conversation with the Wii U is like, okay, I get this at launch. What am I going to play? Nintendo Land. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, like that, that kind of cloud was hanging over the whole thing. Whereas here... I think people are very excited by the idea, and having Zelda come out at launch, I know that you can play it on Wii U. I know it's going to be a very similar experience, but I think it is giving it a relevance that the last console launch did not have. Great. Well said. Uh, Before we move on to Love and Respect, I do want to cover one news story that was kind of uh, swept under the rug, uh, announced early last week. Uh, good timing because you knew you'd get swept under the rug basically uh, Sony's shut down a studio uh, mm. it was Gorilla Cambridge uh, who most recently developed Riggs Mechanized Combat League the PlayStation VR game where, where yeah. you're in cool mechs and playing a sport uh, now uh, Sony said uh, this is the result of some changes to the European studio structure so apparently most of the employees they tried to find spots in different spaces uh, if you're not familiar with the studio, some of the stuff they'd done in the past uh, under different names. Uh, uh, Killzone Mercenary for the Vita. Uh, Pretty cool game. Primal for PS2. Not familiar with that one, to be honest with you. I'm not. And Medieval on PlayStation 1. So uh, that studio, now gone. Uh, which is crazy because I think I, I was under the impression that Riggs is like one of the good ones for PSVR. One of the successes. Have you and put so I, time into it at all? Only the demo. Okay. And I think I played the demo twice. Once to like get it, and the other time to compete. I've only, I've only played it at E3 like years ago now. So. And I mean, you know, because it, it is a multiplayer game primarily that you know I'm kind of uh, inclined not to sure. be into it too much. But it was a cool VR game. Really, really. Any game I'm in a robot suit in VR, I'm really excited about immediately. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it's weird. I wonder if that rigs didn't meet expectations. I wonder if PSVR isn't meeting expectations. Basically, my idea. My thought coming into PSVR is like, wow, Sony's spending a lot of money on this stuff. And to see them shut down one of their best PSVR studios is 
telling, perhaps. Yeah, keeping them around just to potentially have them available to work on more VR projects, and then realizing, okay, we let's not spend more money on this. That, yeah. That's not the impression I get, and this is this is just pure speculation. But but th- this studio in particular, and I think there are several other studios that perhaps fall under this umbrella, where you know, working with Sony, th- th- it's like, okay, we have this new technology coming out. We want you to work on this type of thing. We want you to meet this specific goal. And maybe now they're just at a point where it's like we don't we don't have this objective for you to chase after. Let's you know try to get you to other places. You know, I, I think there are a lot of times in these situations where it's just like you did this, and we there's nothing to follow it up right now. So why are we spending money? Kind of a thing. Sure, I I, I hear you that argument, Ben, because the previous game was Killzone for Vita. Yeah. And it wasn't like Gorilla's like, oh, Vita, we got to make a Killzone for game for that. We have all these ideas. Right. It was Sony saying like, you know, it would really sell Vita's right. a Killzone game. Right. Like, oh, fine, we'll do it. You know, it's to yeah. me, it's that kind of thing. Uh, and so I can see like they're a utility, like they were used as a right. utility team. Yeah, a utility team, I, I think, is a, is a good way to phrase that. I do wonder, I don't know enough about what, you know, what will be going on, but I do wonder, because a lot of these studios that Sony have been closing have been primarily European studios, you know, like at Evolution was closed mm-hmm. and uh, I think whoever, uh, Studio Liverpool or whatever they were called in the end, you know, like they were closed at some point, you know, the Wipeout Makers. Team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it makes me wonder if there's just, you know, something business wise that's just leading Sony to have to consolidate these. Uh, last year we covered some Sony San Diego closings. Oh, that's, that's true. Uh, and they kind of basically everyone but the baseball team. Yeah, and the uh, Sony Online like branched out and got away from Sony, and they're independent. They're Daybreak now. Oh yeah, yeah. Still uh, doing EverQuest. Who do EverQuest, right? Yeah. yeah, EverQuest. The thing that is so terrifying about about video games, and and something that I would be very nervous about if I was working on making a game, is the focus of the industry can change so quickly and so violently at the drop of a hat. Because we see it all the time, mm-hmm. where you know you you have something like a Connect, and it's like, all right, we're really going to invest in this thing, yeah. And then, very not that long after, we're completely out, yeah. You know, uh, you're right. That's crazy, Ben. It is because I was I was reading more articles about Scalebound and the idea that when the de- when the deal was signed, this was before Microsoft even was dumping it. You know, it's right. like, oh, Xbox One, the successor to Xbox 360? Absolutely, please. Yes. And just how things have changed since then. Yeah, Connect is really, like, again, uh, Harmonix doing like, oh, a Fantasia game for Connect? Absolutely, that's a home run. Right. We're going to sell millions. Yes, please, right. let's do this And deal. Dance Central. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just dropped off hard. Yeah, it's, that's why I say, like, probably, like, Omega Force, good team to work for. Like, oh, right. yeah, you're going to be making these games forever. Please. Here's my resume. Yeah, I get that's a really fun argument. Um, we're way over time. I don't know how much time for love and respect we'll have, but let's do it. Let's see what we can fit in. Oh, oh my God. <sighs> Dramatic pause. Love, love and respect. respect. Jones, I don't know if you could hear it from there. I'm hoping the mic picked it up. First he went, Ooh. I pressed the button and Rufus said, Ear. Oh no. He's hurting. Well, I mean, he's still got through it. Uh, let's do some love and respect. We've got, we've got the tools to rebuild him. Yes. We have and, the technology. And multiple Rufuses, too. I don't yeah. even know which to go rely back on first. Okay, so uh, let's play a game first. Let's, um, let's see what the game we got here. Oh, yeah, this game, I think, will uh, cause a ruckus, so I think it's worth it. Okay, here we go. Uh, hey, Colin Go. 
I would like you all to join me on a journey of imagination to a world where Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are not the three major first-party system makers on the market. Microsoft ended up doubling down on their spreadsheet software. Sony CEO Kazurai lost the PlayStation brand in a poker game. And Reggie ended up being a double agent for Pizza Hut, who took down Nintendo from the inside. Instead, three other companies have taken their place in history, and it is up to the panel to give a brief overview on how they think these worlds would differ, which of the three would be the leading game in the game industry and any other nightmarish twists they feel would occur. In the case of game franchises, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo put all their IPs on the market. So feel free to mix and match games to companies you feel suit them best. All of the companies I've put in the set below have had some foray into gaming, either past or present. Kyle, note, feel free to do as many or as few as you see fit. Thank you for that freedom. Love and respect, Alex McMillan from Northern Ireland. Mm. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Here's Nightmare Dream World number one. These are the market leaders. What would this, would this world be like? Amazon. <laughs> Apple. Okay. And Samsung. Mm. Okay. Heads of the video game world. I get, a, I get a strong Nintendo vibe from Apple. Do you? Yeah. A Nintendo loves Apple. I don't know if Apple loves them. Well, actually, hey, you remember where Mario Run launched this year? Yeah. And was a huge part of their press conference? Absolutely. You go into an Apple store, they all got Mario buttons on. We're basically oh, halfway really? there already. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I can absolutely see that. But to me, I, I, if Apple's making a console, it's some dinky little thing you just hook up to your TV. Well, right. it's the Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, right. And they're already, full, they're already doing gaming on the Apple TV. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's not even that hard to fathom. I guess that is a thing. Samsung. I think, I think they would pretty much just lean on Mario and Pokemon and just leave the rest out dry. Because, ouch, would blood. Or no, ouch. they'd make small little games into it. You know, like Fire Emblem would become just a little mobile strategy game. No, it's that, left I mean, out to dry. No, I think they just. No, they're, just, you know, they're not going to bother. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. What a way to look at that. I mean, these are nightmare dream worlds. Uh, Samsung, I think, already had a pretty great relationship with Microsoft in the last generation. I see them look pretty close to each other. So I can see Samsung picking up the Xbox brand, even. Hmm. Unless they want to label it Galaxy something. The Xbox Galaxy? Yep. The Xbox Galaxy, yeah. Samsung Xbox Galaxy. Uh, I think that could transfer pretty well. I don't think there'd be a huge problem there. I imagine the controllers being sleek and black. I don't imagine press conferences in this world. With Amazon, Apple, and Samsung, I think E3's dead. Apple just have their own event. Yep. It's it's really weird to compare these three companies specifically because when you talk about Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, there are these checks and balances where these different companies are filling different voids in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas if you put Apple and Samsung and Amazon together, in my mind... Apple is just the clear dictator ruler. Wow. Like they won. I like that. Okay. And like goodbye. Apple has shown no interest in preserving traditional video games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're we're playing everything on touchscreens and it's terrible. What's well, like that that connectivity that we want from Nintendo where it's it's easy to create a profile, it's easy to find friends, it's yeah. easy to hook up multiplayer. We'll finally get that. And all of our favorite franchises will go away. Right, exactly. I really do think it is a nightmare You think scenario. the accessory yeah. prices for the Switch are bad? Oh, yeah, yeah. let's forget about you it. You watch out. Apple's coming Some here. stupid little wireless earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, um, let's skip ahead to Nightmare Dream World number three. 
Oh, I like this one. Disney. Mm. Facebook. Oh, my God. Ouya. <laughs> this is the only three left. Do you remember the hype what? behind Ouya? Yeah. If you don't, if you're a listener and you're like, Ouya, what is that? That was a Kickstarter for a little micro console. And my gosh, we even talked about it like it was going to be a real thing because it, because the Kickstarter blew up. It made so much money on Kickstarter because I think people saw a little box that they could run their emulators from. Sure. I think that's yeah, basically like, what well, the How open source thing not just take over? It yeah. was, there was a lot of developer excitement as well. Yeah. Uh, they, they, like, people saw a lot of freedom in that console and so much potential and just none of it. Yeah. None of it. This is a world where it took it. off. It worked. The open source console worked and it's one of the console leaders. I Gears of War exclusively I on the somebody, <laughs> I foresee somebody being able to upload a virus that actually just wipes out the entire library and everything is gone. Whoa, that's this nightmare future. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the <laughs> nightmare future. I'm going to turn this into a fantasy scenario. Sure. <laughs> Sega works out a brilliant deal with Ouya. Sure, Sega's from the one we skipped, so this yeah. is great anyway. Yeah, so Sega teams up with Ouya and create and just revitalizes the Sega brand in every way that you want. Sega. So big fantasy star Sega. Sega. Sega like found they found a sneaky way to sneak in. Right. Right. Because they had all this funding. They Ouya didn't had all this have funding. the strength on their own, but yeah. together with Ouya. They, they sorry, got Ouga. that financial Ouga is better. I like Ouga. Ouga. Okay. That is really good, Jones. Ouga. So Ouga's huge, is doing 2K sports games again. Right. 2K sports games are back. Uh -huh. Big Huge single player and multiplayer fantasy star games, brilliant Sonic the Hedgehog games. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. these are Sonic the Hedgehog games that you play them and you just weep. Yeah, with the power of the Oogia. By the way, that's coming to Switch next year. Don't worry about that Sonic the Hedgehog game. Uh, on that word. this year, even actually. Who else was on the yeah. top? Facebook, we, uh, Facebook, and Disney. I love Disney. The, the prospect of thinking about Disney as a console leader. What's interesting about having people that have already dipped their toes into gaming, I just envision them going even harder in the direction that they've already gone. So mm -hmm. Facebook, just all in on VR. Yes. Sure. And they will. I mean, Facebook is all in yes. on VR. Right. I, but I feel like in this universe, uh, Facebook used its money, used its power to sign an exclusive deal with EA. <laughs> Uh, sure. So, right, if you want to play Mass Effect, you're playing it with a with an Oculus headset, and you are integrated into Facebook. Everybody knows you're playing Fa Mass Effect when you're playing Mass Effect. You can talk to those aliens. Mm -hmm. What's well, weird? It's like you know, I think about Disney, and obviously, like I'm been out of shape when it comes to like Disney supported video games. Yeah. But at the same time, like they've done in my you know in my honest opinion a great job with Star Wars, a great job with Marvel. Mm -hmm. So like, I wonder if a Disney could take over like an Activision, you know, and and like pick up something like a Warcraft or you know, well that like that, some of these other franchises. That's and, exactly. And, and yeah. And, and and really like just kind of wipe the slate clean and look and be like, why can't we make Warcraft four? The, the people are screaming for it. Let's just do it. You know. Yeah. And so I wonder <laughs> if it's something like a Disney that would just do it. You know, be like. Yeah. And the console's legit. Why, why are we making episode seven? This is ridiculous. Yeah, you know? why don't we make a super powerful console that's not that expensive? Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. but, but here's the thing. This is this is where the, the nightmare comes in. Because yeah. Disney, Disney would actually do everything right mm -hmm. for three years. Uh-oh. Somebody would leave the company. The new person would come in and just say, oh, we're not doing any of that anymore. Yep, bye. You're all it's fired. done. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> I could see Disney doubling, like happening tripling, with quadrupling <laughs> yeah. down on the console skins. So the old like Xbox 360 faceplate. Oh right. I can see tons of it. You go into like the Disney store, you know, and it's just all it is is just different, 
dressings you can put on your console, and like particular artists, controllers you can order, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, Disney goes into that stuff. You'd hard. go to like the Disney Gallery, there'd be like five hundred dollar controllers. You know, yeah. it's like limited edition. Or you could do the, uh, the Xbox controller. custom controller thing that you, you know, yeah. like we did with the Easy Allies controller. Yeah. yeah, we would be paying three times more money on video games if Disney was one of the console leaders. Absolutely. For three years. For three years. <laughs> Love that company. Yeah, that was a fun game. Uh, thank you very much, Alex. Um, so, God, we're gonna do three more. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. I know we don't. Oh, God, we don't have time. No. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. All right. Bumps I'm so sorry. The thing is, we got more submissions this week than I think we've ever had. Wow. People want to talk about Switch. I think Switch really blew up all the questions. Oh, uh, yeah. But thank you for sending. I mean, I I read them, everybody. You send in really good stuff. So this one's interesting. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Dear Easy A's, Boston Wozniak has really gotten me into Tetris lately. I'm not just self-promoting. This goes somewhere. And more particularly, it's history. At the moment, I'm reading The Tetris Effect by Dan Ackerman, a fascinating look at how a Russian programmer for the Russian government created this weird game and how it managed to find its way west, ending up as a video game cultural icon. With you guys covering the industry, in quotation marks, I was wondering if there was any certain parts of video game history you are interested in, or... If you have any other good literature you could recommend, love and respect, Peter. Gunpei Yokoi. Cool, Jones. It's just one of those names that just always sticks out for me. Yeah. That, like, I just want to grab any youngin I can and just be like, you, you know who that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know that incredible story that just, I just want to make a movie about Gunpei Yokoi. And uh, um, I'll do the, for reference, I'll do the really quick version. Um, uh, the, the man begins, one of his first great accomplishments is creating the robot arm. So if you, if you were a child and you had your little doohickey that you would squeeze one end and the arm would collapse on the other side and you would like pick stuff up, yeah, that was him. Wow. Um, and I, I think they had all sorts of crazy knockoffs and stuff. Uh, then uh, makes I believe Game and Watch he was uh, uh, d- uh, involved in, but of course it's you know the, the one Metroid and the Game Boy were like the two main things that he's known for. Uh, Metroid I don't think he was I think it was just that first game that he was mostly involved in mm-hmm. and then it just kind of took off and a lot of other people got involved in over the years um, but was deeply involved in the Game Boy and then Game Gear comes out Lynx comes out all of these co- these color uh, things that use twice the batteries you know come out and all this pressure is put on Yokoi and they're like we, we have to we gotta go color we gotta go big and he's like trust me it's all about battery life like this is gonna piss parents off because they're gonna have to spend twice as much on batteries we do not have to go color yet we will survive just being black and white and they did and they, they destroyed all the, they knocked all these handhelds out then makes Game Boy Color then makes Virtual Boy and is basically shunned from Nintendo basically like and this is all just rumors and hearsay and history lesson that right, I have right. learned about this man uh-huh. is that uh, a, a lot of his partners at, t- at Nintendo were like we do not respect you anymore in this company like you you do not have a future now because that was that big of a failure and he was like okay I've been working on Game Boy Color for a long time let me just get this out and I will leave the company and so he, he finally did that left Nintendo and then died in a car crash you skipped the thing uh, there's Wonderswan Wonderswan yes and which I completely missed yeah, at the time in, in the states Jones there's actually I mean conspiracies about the car crash even like I don't want to get into it but there's a lot That's you're going to have to cover it's just a fascinating end. story yeah. yeah and it wasn't just like you know he oh no there's a car crash like got in a car yeah. accident got out of the car to talk with the driver about the accident and then another car came by yeah, yeah. and hit him so I mean that, that could, that'd be a good book to read man Good, just good, a fascinating yeah, man, amazing stuff that he built, and it's just a very easy name to just disappear in the annals of gaming history. So Cool. Ben, is there any part of gaming history you're most curious about? Yes, absolutely. What's I'm that? frustrated with myself, and I would say video game popular culture at large, 
largely ignoring pre-NES stuff uh, and ignoring cool. things that didn't leave a large footprint in North America. I want to know oh, more sure. about the Amiga. I want to know more about the Commodore 64. I want to know more about Intellivision. Not quite in the same realm, but like I want to know more about the MSX. I almost corrected Huber. I think it was on Frame Trap. We were talking about stuff, and he was like, you know, the NES. You know, like the first gen. And I was like... Right. Oh yeah. Right. NES I, is like like fourth. I you, think. You read, yeah. you read, maybe. at least three, maybe four. Yeah. You go into a Barnes and Noble and you read a, a history book about video games, and and a lot of reference point for so many people, and and even myself, just again, just because of like that North American perspective, it does start with the NES, and I I don't don't like that. I think there's so much that I need to get my hands on and experience and and understand the relevance of that I haven't done yet, and I really really want to. Cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just it's it's not easily documented. Those games are not archived in very good ways. It's it's it definitely tricky. Uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, what 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 is not interesting about game history and those backstories, man? Like, I've not like I've never been a big uh, big into Blizzard just because of when they got big and and what you know my parents could afford in terms of PCs and stuff. So like that's just been something that I missed. Mm-hmm. Blizzard altogether, um, but I went to the GDC panel about the origins of Diablo last year, and it was amazing. You Blood. know, it's, it's so crazy all the stuff that they went through and the stories behind it. Let's take you through those Blizzard games. Blood. Yeah, and then you no know, Lost Vikings on SNES. You never did that. Hmm? You know, I never even got. I never even got to play Vikings. that. Oh. Yeah, like it's probably something that just wasn't in the rental stores in my hometown. You know. Um, but then, same thing with uh, the giant Final Fantasy thing that went on uh, Polygon recently. Yes, that, that was really cool. Is nuts for seven specifically. You know what? Let's, let's, let's see what that is. is. Let's nuts. see what that is because that is worth everybody yeah. checking out. Mm-hmm. So, what did Polygon put up? They spent two years interviewing the people directly involved, like Sakaguchi and Nomura, and just people people that worked at Silicon Graphics, mm-hmm. people that worked at Nintendo. Like, all of these different people, and, like, sat them down and interviewed them one by one over two years and just and put the story together of, you know, how Final Fantasy VII came to be and, like, where Square started and, like, kind of fast-forwarded through the first six games and then, like, okay, how do we transition to this next generation? How do we test out the N64 versus the PlayStation? Which one's going to do what we want it to do? You know, and and bringing millions of dollars worth of gigantic silicon graphics workstations yeah and all of these people that didn't ever work on video games before you know to make final fantasy 7 what it was in unheard of times Mm -hmm. i I don't understand the management that made that work and it would totally work it's Uh, crazy can i just say um before before i got into this industry i feel like i saw a lot of features from websites that that it, that were super inspiring to me. I was like, no, I want to do that. Yeah. I have not gotten that feeling in a very long time and this this got to me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, like I I want to I want to dig deeper. I want to I I want to evolve to something like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh I remember as just as we were having this conversation, I did read one video game history book because it was one of my first ever assignments for GTTV. 
it was like, hey, do a summary of this book. I'm like, oh, it's a whole book. And so I read this whole book and like did like a, you know, 20 second recap of what happened in the book. Uh, one of my favorite parts was learning about uh, EA's early history mm. and Madden. Uh, I think it was, it was called like Skip's Folly or something internally because they didn't believe there was one person on the team who really believed in Madden and said, this is going to work. I'm going to make a football game and it's going to work and it's going to sell. And they're like, you're wasting money. And everybody's like in the on, at Electronic Arts, which started off like mm. is like really fancy. Like we, we believe in the arts and it's. Oh, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but eventually it obviously became a huge success. But, uh, but you know, like the, the first story of Madden coming in and seeing the first version, right? Mm-mm. When he came in, like they, like that game, uh, it was kind of like uh, Walt Disney trying to make Peter Pan, where it just sat on the shelf for like seven years. They made a version of Madden called John Madden in, and we're like, here's your game. And he was like, oh, he's like, there, there's not this, the, uh, there's only like four players on each team. He's like, there's more players like that on an actual NFL team. And they're like, we can't put that many characters on screen. And he's like, then we are not making this game. Cool. And they were like, okay. Part- and so like the next year, they're that. like, we got more. He's like, it's still not the football team. We're not doing it. So they just had to like keep working cool. on it. And then they finally brought him in. They're like, we did it. We have the yeah. correct number. And he was like, okay. It was I'll a long time in development. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, that is really cool. Really when I'm most, I'm like most interested in the concept phases of games. Nothing lights me up like seeing concept art of Zelda where you're seeing like drawings of mm-hmm. enemies and concept art of Mario Brothers where it's like hey here's a little dragon you can ride on oh but not just that but like the the grids yes the level design right because that's where the concept art is on is like graph paper mm-hmm. it's insane like seeing things like that really really lights me up uh, seeing see- someone drawing a Mario level by hand yeah like, what the heck well, uh, concept art for Pokemon like this is what this, yeah. this is how we would demonstrate it this is what you would see on the screen some of that Pokemon like original Pokemon concept art oh my god oh and like the shop yes. with like the bulbs and yes. all this weird organic stuff and this adventure that they imagined you would go on with Pokemon. did you Monsters. ever watch the uh, the documentary that they did for Rare Replay for the development of Banjo-Kazooie Yes, Project Reality, right? Project Dream. Project Dream, right, right. Project Dream, Project Reality was the N64. Got it, got it, yes. That was great, too. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's there's a lot of really interesting stuff on video game history that a lot of people have to be quiet about because of NDAs, which stinks. That iterative process is so fascinating, though, where you, yeah. where, you ha- where you see those original designs and how much they change due to just, like, a creative evolution, which is very natural, but also just technical limitations. And yeah. it's like, we have to redesign this character or this this environment because we can't do it. Mario can't ride a dinosaur. Right. What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, all right, we'll do one last love and respect, but this one's really just a story, so it's all good. Uh, hi, allies. I don't have a question, but I do have a quick story of love and respect in action. Hmm. We know the console live services have their fair share of a-holes who want to ruin the fun, but if you scratch beneath the surface, you'll find some of them are actually okay. Here are some Xbox messages I exchanged with another user after a match of Rainbow Six Siege. I am uh, Brad Burnian. I will call the other user LLL. Love and respect. Ian. Bradburn. Okay. So, uh, LLL sends a message. One word. Noob. Period. Ouch. Brad Burnian, in return, says, All right, mate. We're all friends here. Sad emoji. LLL says... I'm sorry, sad emoji. Brad says, it's okay, heat of the moment and all that, handshake emoji. LLL says, smiley emoji, applause emoji, thumbs up emoji. End of story. 
<laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Can you believe that? Just like diffusing it immediately and getting, I'm sorry in response. That's the most shocking thing is the I'm sorry. You would, ex- yeah. you would expect that person to dig in even deeper. We're all friends here. Yeah. Oh, that was the thing. That's the thing. It's just like, oh, yeah. Why was I mean to that guy? Yeah. Wow. Good on you. Uh, you used two names there. We'll call you Brad because you were Brad in the story. Good on you, Brad, for just saying, like, trying to defuse it. Yeah. Man, that's cool. I like yeah. that story. And it is now time for bets. Warmness gone. Let's. Bring I definitely in know chills. that it's Ian Bradburn. Ian, Ian, Ian Bradburn is a name I recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian Bradburn is love and respect. Right. Brad Bernian is his, his profile name. Clever little portmanteau. Right, right. Uh, okay. Uh, time for bets. Next week's bet: Gravity Rush Two releases this Friday. Friday. Uh, at this point next week, what will a trophy percentage be for the trophy called Cat's Daily Routine? Completed twenty side missions. Brandon Jones. I'm going high. 33%. Wow. Uh, I'm going much lower, 16.6%. The point. I'm going much higher, 63%. Ooh. They've got a weekend. I'm going right between with 20%. Okay, we're locking oh. in that middle there. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're high and low. I think Ben might have it, Jones. We may have gone too high in this one. I don't know. I, I, I think... It's so much fun to explore the map in this game that I think people are going to seek out those those side missions. And they look pretty fun from what I saw. All right. But it's just a a big number. What was your reasoning, Ben? It's a lot to expect. I think there are a lot of reasons. Um, I think there are a lot of people that don't know Gravity Rush 2 is coming out. I think there are a lot of games coming out in the next seven days that people are very excited for. So people are having to be picky and choosy. Um, They're side missions. Yeah. I got other games to play. But trophies are based on people that own the game. Yes, that's true. And how many are they in the game? If there's like 21, then, you know. I think there might be 50 based off the ones that I saw. Because I think think there's one for 40 and then there's one for all of them. Maybe I should have divulged that information, but I didn't write. Yeah, you're right, Blood. Maybe if there isn't that many people that bought it, maybe that will skew it. We'll see. Very high. We'll never, I mean, we made our bets. They're locked in. They're locked in. Last week's bet, Nintendo had their Switch presentation last Thursday. Get it. Uh, what? They did? Yeah. Sweet. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Lots of bad stuff. Uh, <laughs> how long will the upload on YouTube of this presentation be? Oh, yeah. Jones, you bet 59 minutes, 10 seconds. Bloodworth, you bet 57 minutes, 24 seconds. Huber bet 38 minutes, and I also bet 46.06. Huber and I went low. It was, of course, over an hour. It was one hour and six minutes and eight seconds. Mm. It's Brandon Jones' first win of the year. Yeah. Bringing us to Purple Platypie Zero. I didn't know that was good. That was good. good. Red Eagles 2. (laughs) Also, still have the poison thumb. If you ever want to use that, Jones. Right. What? I just forget every time what the heck I do. That means I, I you cancel like eliminate you just, one of our. You cancel our one. Bets. I can cancel a bet. Right? One bet once. Yep. and then it's gone. It's a long year. Okay, so you're just, just you don't want to use it. not even over yet. Just checking in. I mean? Do you want to use the poison thumb? No. Okay. All right. You can use it on uh, me too. I can't think of a strategic reason why you would want to, but you absolutely can. <laughs> if I'm really confident with my score, <laughs> yeah, poison wanna, thumb yeah. me. So uh, let's do some plugging of Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Ben? We didn't use the proof ticket. We yeah, it's going to level up. Oh, my. Leveling it up. It's going to level up. You guys, we're all on point. We're on point. We're not even going to get one correction next week. We're just going to flow right in the beginning of the podcast like I've always wanted. Look, I hate corrections. I think it's horrible <laughs> that we start off a podcast with corrections. It kills the momentum. But we got to do it. We simply shouldn't do it. 
but we got to do it. We're obligated to. Uh, so what's what's patreon.com slash easy allies then what's patreon.com slash easy allies patreon.com slash easy allies is where you can go to find out more about us what we do who we are it's also a really great way to support us um as blubber said if you're listening to this podcast if you like us if you like hearing our opinions give us one dollar helps so much helps so much please just consider it um there are also really cool incentives really fun incentives uh that you get if you donate a certain amount and those are very clearly listed on the site so if you want to learn more about those uh you can Let's say I'm a big baller. Okay, big baller. Whoa. I'm willing to give you $200 a month. Ooh, $200 a month. What could you do for me? You're hitting a soft spot for me, Kyle Bossman. <laughs> mm-hmm. $200 a month, um, you get to play Dungeons & Dragons, which might turn you off, but it's... I can say... I, I think I can say confidently, and if you're in this group, please please feel free to comment. Uh, I just did a uh, patron D&D last Saturday... And um, what it is, is you get to play through a specific campaign with your own character that I incorporate into the larger storyline of Tabletop Escapades. Same universe Same as universe. Tabletop Escapades. And it has consequences. What these people do will affect you guys. We're, it's very slowly getting to the point where you do connect. Nice. But it's going to happen. We're going to have that moment. Um, and even if you don't know anything about D&D, even if you don't you know, want to read the rules or whatever, last session, we were just laughing the whole time. You know, cool. These people who don't know each other were able to come together and just have fun in this dumb little world, and it was awesome. It was just a feel-good time. And so uh, if you want to pay $200, you're not obligated to, but you can you can be a part of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We have recently had our planning meeting for uh, what Easy Allies will be up to in 2017 and discussed possible uh, adding additional tiers onto our Patreon. So um, not making super uber promises here, but uh, uh, you can... Hopefully expect to see at least one or two of those. We're always looking for reappear. feedback on that. Let us know what you would be interested in. Yeah. 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 I, always. Always It's a very difficult balance between making something that feels worthwhile and making something that's not going to take away from what we're already doing. Right. I, I also think it's valuable if you say, like, I think this is a dumb incentive at this tier. Yeah. Like, right. like we'll give hear us a direction. Of, we'll listen. Yeah. We're still new. We're still new at this, yeah. believe it or not. Uh, we're still working through it. Jones, you won the bet. Yeah. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle. Cool. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with or simply want to reiterate throughout this podcast. It looks like you're happy you got that preloaded. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. This seems like all surprises to you, Jones. Well, I think... (laughs) I just, uh, well, it's, a, it's the first one of the new year. I'm just kind of, I, I reset everything on the first of uh, 2017. So it's just all, mm-hmm. it's all new to me. Um, I'm going to be a little bit boring. Uh, I, uh, I, I am more excited now about Has Been Heroes. I, I just want to give that, that, that ended up being a little lower on the, uh, the, it was number, the, the significance. It was number list. 11, I think. Yeah, than I, than I had expected. So I just want to put in my, my, my excitement potentially for that. Uh, no current pre-order for the Switch, but yeah. uh, um, I, I would a, like to point out that like you said, PVZ in that mm. significance doesn't necessarily mean a bad game in any way. Sure. Oh no, it never yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, I also like Street Fighter too. I'm gonna give me an excuse to go back and play that game. Uh, I would recommend watching our Switch reactions. Uh, I I had a really really good time doing that. Uh, I really enjoyed, and it it was it it reminded me of one of the things I love about Easy Allies is that actually during the show. 
being with you and experiencing all those things for the first time was so enjoyable. And then it ended and it kind of dawned on all of us like, well, not a lot happened, actually. Like, we really enjoyed being together and seeing all of those events. But when you add it all up, uh, just the mood kind of dropped. A lot of people like posted pictures of us like right before the event (laughs) and right after the event. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it just goes to show that, you know, whether we like something, we score something highly or low or, or, you know, or low or, um, you know, if we are excited for something or not, we're still going to get together and enjoy ourselves. And we enjoy it that much more. If all of you uh, can join us as well, you can find me at Trailer Jones. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs>